0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200mg at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.
1: Jesse is a friend Yeah, I know he's been a good friend of mine Lately, something's changed. it ain't hard? Did he find? just has got himself a girl, and I want to make a
2: mine Beth's wearing her she's members only jacket.
3: And I teased my bangs. And I did an Ogilvy home perm. <laughs> perm. <laughs>
2: I like this, though, going back to the 80s for a change. I love Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he was so great on that soap opera. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I forgot, was it General Hospital that he was on?
2: I think so. Rick Springfield? I, I'm actually the last guy to ask about soap opera trivia. Yeah, me I... too,
3: actually. I, yeah, I'm the last guy you should ask about <laughs> soap opera You trivia. would be
4: the last guy I would ask about that.
2: <laughs> well, welcome to Friday. Unfortunately, I, I know there's some people out there that uh, are with us longer than, than they anticipated because you may be sitting in traffic. On uh, 485, there. You've been hearing Mike Doan talk about this, uh, and and as I've sort of been uh, looking over social media chatter, uh, there there's a there's a TV anchor in town that, that actually never made it to work because she's sitting in, oh, in right. traffic. Wow.
3: But she's doing live uh, photos. Always <laughs> working. This, like live tweeting the, the live the,
4: live images on her picture phone.
2: On
3: her picture phone. <laughs> hey, but. I always <laughs> like to look for the bright side of things. If, I thought
4: you are calling one of us a name. No.
3: <laughs> hey, it, you butt. Hey, butt. <laughs> <laughs> if you're stuck in traffic longer than you normally would be, and this is the first time you're ever hearing the Wake Up song, it's a brand new day.
4: Yeah. We invite you to spend at least five minutes and one second with us.
3: <laughs> I love this part. <laughs> it's the harmony, man.
4: I love the tubes.
3: Yeah. She's I a beauty, man.
4: It's, it's like an 80s burr movie burr. on TV. You cannot turn away from it.
3: Exactly. Go like,
4: oh, we're stuck in traffic, and we have to listen to Rick Springfield.
3: <laughs> and we're listening to Jim and Beth do a cappella versions <laughs> <right>. of it.
4: A air guitar.
3: Like Beth
2: said, if you're new to the show, and maybe the traffic is causing you to stay with us, maybe new to this hour, mm-hmm. uh, every morning... Without fail, Beth Troutman wakes up with a song in her head. She can't control it. Mm -mm. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. We've tried to manipulate it. Mm -hmm. We can't
4: so far. (laughs) Doctors have researched a sleep study. They have no clue what she's doing.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So uh, every day, uh, what, like six months ago, we started playing it.
3: Yeah, and this has been going on most of my life, and I just happened to mention it to you, and now it has become a segment.
2: And when we go out on location, people come up, and they say, I, I've gotten to the point where I don't
4: leave the house until I hear what the song is. When's the last time you think you heard this song, that it would even be in your head? God, we played the whole song. Are we allowed <laughs> yeah. to do that? <laughs> Do we this? pay for that? What is this? 1991? Do we pay for the
2: rights <laughs> to do it?
3: I have no idea. The last time, have we played it in here
2: before? I haven't played it. Uh, well, uh, I know that uh, that Rick Springfield was one of the Sky Show. Uh, Talents back in like what, like night? I would say maybe around 2000. Well, there you go. So, uh, I was going to say the answer <laughs> yeah. to your question, Jim, is it mo- the most likely answer is uh, walking past the Mix 107.9 maybe. studio, is probably when we heard it.
3: My acapella group, just so I can bring it up, <laughs> no. I love to just talk about acapella singing. We did this song. <laughs> we, we did do of this song. Of course, you did. And my, uh, my, my line was doom, 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 doom. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> they didn't trust you with actual words.
3: <laughs> well, only one person sang a solo of any given song, the rest of us were the music. Hence the It's like a barbershop quartet kind of version of it. Yeah, except for there were 16 of us. So on it was a on the high It was four come, quartets. Come. It was a quartet come, of. Come. Quartets. <laughs> on the kick drum. <laughs> That's Gary on the kick drum. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, so if you're with us in that traffic, uh, the latest is uh, Mike Dones has been telling us that uh, perhaps one lane is open. I and if you're out there in it, maybe you can call us and uh, and uh, give us the uh, the bird's eye view or not the bird's eye view, the in traffic view, the
4: on the ground view.
3: Yeah, like what's are you just sitting there? Have people gotten out and started going going up to cars and talking to each Why don't other? you she's
4: called the TV anchor who's sitting in it and doing the report. Yeah, 704. I, I, I don't know who it is. It's, Sarah French, okay. channel, yeah, it's channel, okay, channel Sarah French on Channel 36.
3: Yeah, it's Sarah French. Um, I know I, 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 we should call her. We should just call her and be like, what's up? girl. Do you have her number?
4: You <laughs> used to work over there. Do you well, she's
3: actually the person who replaced me. Yeah, She replaced me when I... Um, oh, so w- you're
4: a little salty about that?
3: No! <laughs> cho- not at all. I chose to leave. Who could be mad at Sarah French? Let's she's like Sarah-
4: the most likable person in town.
3: I'm not Why not are you at mad all. at
4: Sarah French?
2: <laughs> Let's call Sarah French and put the two on the air together and see what happens. It'll
3: be the first time we've ever... Because we actually haven't met each other. Um, oh, okay. She was hired um, after I left, and I we haven't... I, of course, know
4: Wait a minute, Beth.
2: Hang on. I
3: worked with everyone who worked with You didn't
4: congratulate her on her promotion?
3: I did. All right, so. (laughs) Y'all are so mean.
2: (laughs) We're going to imagine what this is going to be like. Hey, Sarah, what do you think of Beth? (laughs) Is she as bad as traffic right now? (laughs) (laughs) Y'all are are salty (laughs) this
1: morning.
2: This is a it's gonna be way better when she finally calls. Some, someone out there is, is hearing this and can get the word to her
4: she needs to call the show yeah. because what else has she got to do right
2: now
3: right she's just sitting in traffic and then we can finally meet each well, other know,
4: probably talking to her news people about what's going on that could be I suppose they're listening to us
3: Yeah maybe
4: though if she's a Rick Springfield fan she might have been listening
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> All right so
3: if you're out in traffic this could morning, Fred
4: Shropshire call in?
3: Well, definitely. I, I have yeah, his Fred's number numbers. for
4: sure. Did it take a while to like type that incorrectly into your phone, Fred Schroppchild?
2: <laughs> I just so, have it in my phone as Fred. So what you need to do, and just out of context, because Fred's probably sleeping right oh, now. Well, of
3: course he is. He had to do the the eleven o'clock news so last night. So can you imagine if he did the
2: eleven o'clock news and he gets a text from you that wakes him up and it says, Fred, can you tell
4: uh, what's her name, Sarah? Sarah, can you t- <laughs> well, now she's never gonna call.
2: Can you tell? <laughs> wow. Can you tell Sarah to call? Because Beth wants to meet her stuck in traffic. I
3: do. Well, because I would be the person, if I were stuck in traffic for hours, I'd get out and go talk to the people in the car in front of me. you start hugging people. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so maybe Sarah's doing that. Boy, uh, if this segment is anywhere as good when it actually happens...
4: Compared to what we've imagined it will be, this is going to be quite a show today. The exit's probably been cleared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People are probably at their destinations. We've talked so long about it now. All right. Uh, in the meantime,
2: we do have weather that is moving in, as if it didn't need to complicate things anymore. Ray Stagic from the Weather Channel is going to join us coming up in just a few minutes to talk about uh, what... Uh, The degree of of possible severe weather we could see between now and the uh, early afternoon because there could be some rumbles of thunder today. And you know what else I heard yesterday? I don't know how, uh, I don't know if this has ever happened. They actually closed down the Winter Place Ski Resort in uh, West Virginia because of the threat of lightning yesterday.
3: When does that happen? Yeah, I bet it's never happened. Before
2: yesterday, (laughs) I (laughs) guess. Before yesterday, I bet you it's never happened. Uh, although, uh, what's your what's
4: what did people who, wear out there in the <laughs> snow?
2: What's the guy who always emails you, Eric Barlow? Eric, Eric Barlow is going to text you now with, this, these are the
3: 18 times it's happened since 1900. Well, there is a thing called snow thunder. Yeah, snow thunder. Snow thunder. That's all we need now. Eric, I need some history on this. <laughs>
2: And Sarah seven zero four five seven. We're just calling people out now. 613 <laughs> on WBT. Uh, speaking of that traffic situation on four eighty five, here's the update with Mike
5: Doan. Yeah, Sarah ought to call Larry and, and have Larry. Take That's care right. Of it. I have Larry's number.
3: Okay. I've <laughs> got Larry's. We should. We, we can get Sarah on. I know we can the, do this. The <laughs> entire
5: news
2: team from uh, from CNC is going to be here by the end of the show. <laughs> it's it's going to happen. Just yeah.
6: don't ask them
4: about their ratings.
3: Oh, oh, oh ouch. <laughs> Oh on. can i just like i just you know i love salty guys with salty friday we it should make is, this a thing salty it is, friday it is salty friday uh mike
5: <laughs> fabulous fabulous fun friday traffic
2: well i just did that uh most scientific of research methods i went out on the uh, the back loading dock <laughs> and uh, looked in to see what was going on in the sky you looked up i looked up and guess what it's rain. It's fall. The rain is uh, misting a bit, as Beth was saying. Uh, you know, the ground is wet. It was not when I came in this morning. So this is uh, sort of ramping up here. But as I look at the, the radar here, uh, that is nothing compared to this line of red and yellow that is coming our way from the west. And, you know, when I see lines like that, uh, I go to the phone line and welcome my good friend, Ray Stajic from the Weather Channel, uh, meteorologist uh, joining Bo and Beth and Jim here. Ray, uh, this is going to be a soaker by the time we get out of here today.
7: Mm, Yeah, just to the west, um, already a soaker. And you can see embedded on radar through Rutherford and getting in eastern Polk County now, a little red in there. That's some heavier rainfall now. Storm's not severe, but there may be some thunder and lightning in there. And maybe, maybe some gusty winds, but probably staying below severe criteria as it looks as we head on through today. I'm really not seeing much of a risk of severe storms. This is more heavy rain event. The rain's going to get harder here over the next few hours before it lessens up as we head through the morning drive. So the timing's terrible, and as they used to say, U-G-L-Y, you ain't got no alibi. It's ugly. <laughs> this morning. I was waiting Ooh. to see if he
2: changed the, 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 the U, U to its. I
3: know. I was about to be like, who are you talking to, Ray?
7: <laughs> no, it's not personal. This is this is weather. And, and yes. It's, well, it's the insanity, I mean, and it's in the 60s this morning. You're probably gonna hear too about some record high low temperatures we've had that in the northeast i mean it's the middle of winter in a place like new york city that's the example i'll pull out this morning and it's 60 degrees i mean it's just insane february is usually their snowiest month forget it i don't even know if it snows in new york city and Not even here. There's no snow officially so far this winter, and I don't see any over the next
3: five to seven days. Well, and yesterday here was just gorgeous. It was Uh warm. It was breezy. It felt like a a beach day. People were ready to bring out their seersucker suits and start celebrating (laughs) spring. It felt so lovely. Um, This Uh, system that's headed this way with all of the rain, this is the same system that brought some um, unusual winter tornadoes and uh, dangerous storms to the, the, the Gulf area.
7: Yeah, it did. And um, we had confirmed tornadoes out even through parts of Arkansas. It wasn't widespread in terms of severe storms and confirmed tornadoes, but multiple tornado watches. And this year, um, I think we're on record pace for the number of tornado watches that have been issued. So unusual the first month and a half of 2023 and the unusual weather um, continuing after a brief break. And it's the same old, same old, as we've said a few times we've spoken this winter. We get the cold, but we can't sustain the cold. It comes in tonight, tomorrow, more seasonable temperatures, which means closer to the normal, maybe a little bit below. The normal high is 57, tomorrow 54, Sunday 58. Then by Monday and next week, we're back into the low and mid-70s for daytime highs. Wow. Did- so, I'm just, go ahead. <laughs>
3: so like i'm so overwhelmed by this so here's the thing so i i you know have lived here I, I grew up here we always have it seems somewhere in february we have that little what did i call it last week a little kiss of oh yeah a uh, kiss of uh, spring flirtation or something
2: yeah she, she <laughs> said uh, i told jeff marr when we were talking to him You said uh, a little kiss of spring i think and i said uh, i said jeff i want you to work that into one of your official forecasts later in the day and he said <laughs> i don't know if he did but i i, I kind of doubt well it. we
3: get these spring kisses, but then it seems like somewhere in March, our, our nostrils will freeze over for a couple of weeks. You
7: know, and I say it every year because March could be an interesting month. I mean, Superstorm in 93, and I was lucky enough when I lived in upstate New York that within three years, 93 and 96, I had two blizzards, each giving me over two feet of snowfall in our backyard back at home in upstate New York, and, you know, so March can be interesting, you know, if I really wanted to go out there on a limb, and you know me, I will. Um, <laughs> I looked ahead, or way out into uh, late February, and maybe into early March with the American model. Anyway, the GFS goes out now to the first couple of days of March, and you know, again we get these couple of little—let me use the kisses of <laughs> winter and colder or more seasonable temperatures. But as we get into the first few days of March, it does look like we'll get milder again, and then maybe, maybe toward the um, third or fourth around that time frame trying to get a little bit colder. I mean, it's almost as if the dam's got a crack in it, right? It has to break. One of these days you would think, I mean, it may not, but you know me, I'm a winter weather lover Mm -hmm. by trade. And yeah, you know, I guess I'm hoping for it now at this point. I mean, it's, it's almost crazy that uh, we haven't really gotten it. And um, at this point through the rest of the month, there may be places on the east coast in the I-95 corridor that don't get it. Um, as I had said, you get some of your biggest nor'easters and snowstorms in the eastern part of the U.S. in the month of February. I don't think it's going to happen.
2: Well, uh, real quick again, back to today, just for people maybe mm-hmm. just uh, driving up here or, or joining us, uh, you don't think it's going to be a severe weather threat, but it is going to be wet and rainy and, and soggy for a while here.
7: Yeah, and remember, the severe criteria for wind is 58-plus miles per hour. i embedded in the heavy rainfall to the west of us now starting to work in um, out near places like um, cleveland county near shelby and bellwood and back west of that there are embedded rumbles of thunder and there may be some gusty winds which will stay below severe criteria but this is probably more of a heavy rain thing where we may see ponding of the water on the roadways we already have that Uh, possibly up toward the north now where we're seeing into the Davie County some heavier rainfall. But really, over the next hour or two, as some of the heavier rain comes in from the west, a slow your roll, high-speed wipers, low-speed travel. You don't want to hydroplane. But I think the worst of the rainfall is this morning. As we get into the afternoon, some drier air is going to try to get in here. And a not bad weekend. It's an extended holiday weekend for many of us. And actually, we're going to be in pretty good shape as we'll continue to see sunshine around. And that warming trend, and as I said, by Monday, we're back to the shorts as we're up near 70 degrees.
3: You might be the coolest weather guy that I know. <laughs> you worked U G L Y Chance, um, Spring Kisses, and Slow mm-hmm. Your Roll into today. Into
7: today's yeah, forecast. you know, I try to I try to be a little bit different. I don't fit the profile. It's, you know, not that we are profile, but sometimes we are on. I would say I wasn't always a meteorologist. I may have fractured a cre- an occasional law or two back in the day, so maybe that... <laughs> I have no doubt.
2: Little... <laughs> You're just cool. You're just cool, one man. day, One day I'm going to have you on, and we're going to talk about everything but weather. Yes! See? We, we, let's do it. You, All
7: right. you, may be, you may be scared of what you might
2: uncover. Oh, no. I, I'm ready to do it next segment, but we got things to do. <laughs> we'll be in touch. Ray Stajic, have a great you weekend. You. you know, we were talking a few days ago about the fact that there's at least one prediction out there that by the end of 2023 streaming is going to overtake cable and households across the country for the way that most people watch TV. And none of us are surprised by this. No. But I, yesterday was one of those days where I thought, you know, this is one of the days, this, this is where I think the streaming thing is, is so much better. And it, for those of you who have ESPN Plus, you know, everybody has a plus now, but ESPN Plus is their digital uh, version of the of the TV network, and yesterday there I am. I was talking to Zoke about this off the air, but there I am yesterday afternoon, kind of random Thursday in February, watching the Genesis Invitational with Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas, and Tiger Woods, and it's just that threesome. And because you know they have these digital. Uh, channels, they can isolate groups and you can watch just that group and they do this with the Masters, they do this with the PGA Championship, but it's like watching the U.S. Open tennis. Now you can watch every single match if you want to because they, y- you can have a Unending amount of digital arms or digital channels. So you're talking about a, a a major level golf tournament threesome. We may not see that group together like that the rest of the year, but I'm watching it on Thursday, going, this is unbelievable.
3: And you could just watch them like walk around and stuff. Yeah, from hole to hole.
2: They do some commercials, That's, but not cool. as many. So you, they actually were sitting on the three of them because I guess there was a, a a traffic jam on the course and they had to sit and just kind of shoot the breeze. And the, the commentators are there, but you're watching the three of them who were Three of the most famous golfers in the world. It'd be like uh, you know LeBron James and and uh, and and who else would I compare to him right now? Michael and, Jordan. No, well, I, they'd be like Giannis and and LeBron and uh, and Lamelo Ball. L- no, Luca, because Lamelo's not in the league right now. She but, was
4: gonna say Luca Doncic,
2: right?
3: I was. Oh, you were. It was the next one. I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah. After uh, Michael Jordan. But they're sitting there, She's like, does <laughs> he
2: play for Sacramento? <laughs> but they're sitting there shooting the breeze. Uh, to your point, Beth, you don't, you don't get that on the, on no. the major That's network so feed. That's so fun. But, um, so Tiger, back yesterday, this is the first non-major tournament that he's played in a long time, and he doesn't play uh, many of the you know, sort of lesser tournaments now because of the injury from the car accident and the recovery that's going on. But he's playing yesterday in this tournament because this is the same place that he started his career way back when. So uh, he has some ownership of this and you know a reason to play this one. But he played yesterday uh, to the surprise of a lot of people in the golf world and finishes two under, which uh, is what the lead is Max Homa at seven. seven. So he's within striking distance and they'll be uh, together again today. But this was Tiger after his round yesterday.
8: That, I know, I know that's better. How are you feeling out there throughout the day? ebbs and flows and it was nice that uh I had this unbelievable pairing so two two great guys two great friends and the atmosphere was fantastic the the people were obviously very supportive um they were just cheering all of us on which is great and it just made this whole this tournament better and uh, I happened to actually hit some some good shots finally and um, made a couple plots and uh, even though I had a little mishap at, at 10, I was able to fight back and kind of get it going and it was a nice finish. We know throughout your career expectations going into event, mm-hmm. you don't play unless you think you can win. Mm-hmm. Were they the same coming here this week? Absolutely. That's uh, the only reason why I, I, I teed up and uh, there will come a point in time where I, I can't do this anymore and uh, but right now I feel like I still can. Um, given the right golf course you know the the way this golf course was in it, it is playing right now it's uh, you, you watch you know Roy and JT and myself we're all hitting these little uh, cheater kind of flighted ones and rolling the ball out there uh, i'd have a little harder time if i had to play against him like Rory or JT when it was wet and they they could bomb a 320 uh, but this golf course is set up where you can kind of scoot it kind of get it around and Uh, I was able to do that all day today. So
2: so Tiger yesterday, again, two under. uh, That's tied for 26th in the first round of the Genesis Invitational uh, in California, Pacific Palisades. And he's going to be paired up again or grouped again, I should say. Rory McIlroy,
4: Justin Thomas, and Tiger at 1024 Eastern later this morning. And he's able to play great golf. He finished with three birdies. But the issue is, you know, the car accident, his ankle still isn't right. Yeah. And he's in pain as he plays. So it's the wear down of four days of golf. So that's the difficulty in that uh, it was uh, an encouraging sign yesterday that he finished uh, the, the round with three birdies, played his best golf at the end. So hopefully, uh, even though he's dealing with still all that discomfort, uh, that he can make it through because, and again, he's not the youngest guy. This isn't like 36-year-old Tiger Woods now in his late 40s. But uh, it's great to see him out there competing.
3: Well, I bet the moments where he got to just sit and shoot the breeze with those guys, I bet that was insanely helpful, not only for his just mental motivation, but also it gave his body a a second to just breathe and relax a little bit. And
4: of course, they had, like Bo was watching it, they had the biggest galleries, of course, around them. So just that energy they feed off of being that superstar. Uh, pairing of those three golfers out there. Uh, Tiger mentioned that in his post-match uh, uh, press conference that uh, they fed off that energy.
3: The thing that I loved about the the footage, um, and maybe they've done this for a while and I, I just missed it, but, you know, when you watch golf, sometimes they hit the ball and you can't figure out where the ball went because you can't see it because it's a tiny little golf ball. They had the blue arches that... That went with the ball. Is that new? It's not new? Not, it's about not 10, real new. It's about
4: 10 years old.
2: Yeah. Okay,
3: cool.
4: <laughs> and they put the leaderboard up
2: sometimes. Well, <laughs> I know that. And, and they have this thing on ESPN Plus where you can follow
4: specific groups. <laughs> Wait, why didn't you tell us about this? You guys, I haven't watched this yet, but if you heard about this full swing on, I think it's Netflix, the series where they follow the PGA Tour? Yes. It's supposed to be great, the way you were talking about golf yesterday. I think you would uh, like it. I think you... Doing documentaries and so forth. It's a documentary about the golf tour. It's supposed to be, it's kind of like the Formula One Mm -hmm. thing, except it's the golfers following their personal lives and all that stuff.
3: I love sports documentaries. I think you would love that. I I know you. You've actually seen
4: more than I have because you'll bring up a number on the air that I've not even seen. It's interesting that you say that because when I sat down
2: yesterday morning, uh, I turned on the TV and it was. At, you know, we, my son had been watching Netflix the night before so it, it was on the Netflix screen and I saw that very thing you're talking about and I clicked on it and saw the trailer and then mm-hmm. they actually have one for the tennis tour as well. Okay, um, And I started watching some of that. So I did two things, three things to recommend. The two documentaries on Netflix and then round two of the Genesis Invitational later on. Where you can today. watch one grouping if you'd like. And
3: That's you right. can watch the blue art show you where the ball is.
4: <laughs> I wish we had that in real life while we were playing because I spent so much time <laughs> right? looking in the pine needles for my tee shot.
3: I can't ever Find my ball, and yes, I can Real play, life I can have play a blue golf. Arch. I need a blue arch,
4: and then to your car keys. There's <laughs> oh, a blue yeah. arch where you lift your car
2: keys. Oh, that's I mean.
3: what we could do with those Apple tags put them on our golf balls. Oh, yeah, there you go. Innovations
2: with Beth Troutman. <laughs> WBT, where business talks, presented by Ram Pavement. Friday morning, 10 before 7 o'clock on WBT. Let's roll back to the market close on your Thursday. And Hilary Barsky in. Three, two, one. Stocks
9: accelerating losses in the final hour of
2: trading as investors digested another hot inflation report that showed price pressures at the
3: wholesale level rose more than expected in January, fueling concerns that the Fed will raise interest rates higher than anticipated. And in a down market, Dow member Cisco Systems stock jumped after the networking equipment manufacturer beat expectations for revenue growth in the holiday quarter and croc stock leaping to its highest close in 13 months after the casual footwork. Seller reported a big fourth-quarter profit beat. The Dow winners, Cisco and Home Depot. The biggest Dow decliners, Microsoft, Boeing, and Amgen. The Dow falling 431 points. The Nasdaq down 215. S&P 500 down 57. Hillary Barsky,
2: Fox News. Futures this morning. Dow futures are down 176. S&P futures down 31. Nasdaq futures down 124. I don't like to make a practice of this, but I think I'm about to trigger John Moore.
3: I know. Uh-oh. I'm a little nervous about this, John Moore. Is that why you were looking at me during the break? <laughs> Anticipating what the response
2: is going to be to this? Yes. Oh. Bernie's over there going, what is he oh what's
4: happening?
2: What's he going to do? Bernie, get into a safe place. <laughs> you want to set this up?
3: I will set this up. Should we let him listen to it first and yes. wonder
2: what this is? Yes. Okay. I mean, the audio is right here. Rev it up, rev it up. Come on, here we go.
3: (laughs) Is that enough? Is that enough, John Moore?
5: Yeah, I think I've got enough there. (laughs) (laughs) I think this sounds vaguely familiar.
3: So here is what we are listening to. At the Chicago Auto Show this week, Dodge brought its Charger Daytona SRT Banshee Electric concept car to the auto show floor. <laughs> it sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. Like, yeah. <laughs> At a time such as this. <laughs> such as this. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, I can hear it really yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> An exhaust is something on that.
3: Yeah, I didn't hear that the first time. <laughs>
4: it's amazing what you hear when you listen again. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Is
3: that exhaust?
4: It's like hidden audio. It certainly was. Wow.
3: So we all know, and maybe maybe some of our listeners don't know this, but John Moore loves his muscle cars. Oh, I, I
4: gotta say something did. else. Loves, John Moore loves.
3: Loves exhaust.
1: exhaust. Audio. I love sounds.
4: <laughs> He's an audiophile.
9: <laughs> wait, that's the line of the
4: year. John Moore loves <laughs> exhaust.
9: <laughs>
3: Everyone needs a hobby.
4: It's a very specific oh hobby, gosh. but. Uh.
3: So, oh, this technically, <laughs> what we were listening to was technically not exhaust. Now, listen to this. Along with a multi-speed transmission <laughs> that's not actually necessary for an electric car, but provides the physical impact of powerful gear changes under acceleration, the car also has something Dodge calls the FratZonic Chambered Exhaust. Ooh.
4: Is that your AI voice again? Yeah. <laughs>
3: Every
4: time she has background. That's, probably...
3: my, that's my drama. She
4: starts talking like this. <laughs> Smiley
3: face. No. Smiley, Smiley face. face. So you're probably wondering, like, why would an electric car have an exhaust? Well, it's because of people like John Moore who wanted more muscle feel. To the electric car But still John Moore's like Yeah, I'm still not getting this car No nah. I'm still not buying this car But listen to this It's not an exa- it's not an exhaust Because obviously there is no exhaust mm-hmm. To an electric car The technology generates noise With the help of a series of tubes Similar to a pipe organ <laughs> Which makes you feel really manly Doesn't it? I
5: love a good pipe organ
3: I got a pipe organ in my trunk
4: Are you happy to see me? <laughs> you could drive this While you're picking up Your veggie burger Your Beyond
3: Burger Yeah this pipe organ gives it a more natural sound than just playing a synthetic engine note through a speaker, which some electronic vehicles do. So it's a, it's an authentic pipe organ sound, John Moore. I, I, I give them
5: credit for trying. I mean they're doing their best to cover. You know, they, they are giving it the effort. but
3: it... it's not a tailpipe. It's a tailpipe organ. See? Is that Eddie Grant? It is Eddie Grant. Oh, very good. I got way excited about that. I thought I right. I'd come up with something cool, but I didn't. That well, was pretty, pretty cool. cool. <laughs> John's going to be signing up for his EV this afternoon. Is that right?
5: No, I'm. they're still not winning me over. And, yeah. and a lot of guys I know, they, I mean, some guys I know get pretty uh, triggered by some of that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But to me, it's like, I know you're, you're trying to do that and cover what you really have. It's like you're disguising yeah. what you have instead yeah. of just, hey, this is what we have, like it or not. Buy it or not? It's like they're gaslighting you. Exactly.
3: You know, so gaslight, gaslight you. They're pipe organ lighting you. It all yes. comes back to exhaust with you people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well. But I think it's kind of fascinating that they're trying to mimic the gear change feel. Yeah. And they're trying to mimic the exhaust pipe sound.
5: That's the biggest one. You can't. It's hard to replicate that, that inner internal combustion exhaust. <laughs> mix all that together so it really right. matches what you have there.
3: Right. You just can't do it. Would you drive it though?
5: I would drive it for fun, absolutely. I would give it a shot just to see what it feels like.
3: Do you know what I want to do? See if we can make this happen. I want to go out to Charlotte Motor Speedway and I want you to have like the real like the muscle car. Hellcat like the oh, yeah. And I want this, the Banshee like electric vehicle and I want to race. <laughs> okay. You're and re- on. and record it cuz your exhaust will sound way better than my pipe organ. Have you ever done the petty experience? Where no, you're I'm going scared. Through? I'd probably pee in my pants. Well,
5: I did when I did it. Oh. I think that's kind of the point. <laughs> I, uh,
3: I did do a story once at the Ford um, car test site up in Michigan at the, the Ford plant. And uh, they put me in with the test driver, and he drove me super fast around the. And they put a GoPro in there, of course. And I did the wrong thing. I started screaming and grabbing at his hand that he was supposed to be using to change the gears. <laughs> <laughs> That's
4: like we do a tandem sky jump. That's right.
3: It's scary. Grab the
4: parachute of exactly. the other. Wow.
2: All right, hour number two coming up. You know what we call hour number two around here? Fun. The electric bugle. Remember yesterday when, uh, right towards the end of the show, I played that rejoin that had Mau Mau in it? Yes. And uh, just for those of you who weren't there, there there's a there's a, a promo that I play, and uh, there's a guy who calls in and likes the show, and Beth says, well, thank you, Mau Mau, <laughs> and when I was editing that, if I took the Mau Mau art part out, it would sound weird. It just wouldn't flow. So I left it in there. But if you weren't listening the day that happened, you're like, well, who's Mau Mau? Well, Mau Mau is one of our listeners. Yeah. Mau Mau called the show after, the, <laughs> after we were talking about him because we ended up playing Elvira at the end because John Moore said, Mau Mau. oom ba So after you and John Moore left the room, Mau Mau called.
3: Ah, uh, that's the greatest. This so. is what I love about our listeners. They know that this radio works two ways. We can talk to you and you can talk to us. 704 579
2: I should have played that rejoin and I can real quick. You've
1: got to kick a little
10: Well He Substitute curse words. Hi guys! First of all, I love your show. Y'all are kicking ass. Oh, oh! Thank
2: huh. you,
3: Mao Mau. <laughs> <laughs> so every time we play it, like,
2: it just sounds strange out of context.
3: But, right? Thank you, Mao Mao.
2: But Mao Mao called, and he was listening yesterday. So good morning, Mao Mau. Hey, Mao Mau. This is interesting. Yesterday, uh, we were uh, talking about acronyms earlier this week because uh, Governor McCrory likes to talk about acronyms. He sure does. In fact, he did a top five on acronyms. Yeah. There's an acronym, a new one, in California. Um, this was uh, actually not California. This is at is uh, this is Josh Hawley um, in Missouri, and he uh, introduced legislation called the Mature Act, and the Mature stands for Making Age Verification Technology Uniform,
3: robust and effective.
2: I was waiting for the end of that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Um, you needed the R and the E.
2: Yes, but the, the acronym, uh, that's what it stands for. And long story short, he has introduced a bill to ban children under 16 from using social media. Across the board, what do you think about that?
3: If this legislation were to pass, it would go into effect and require all social media platforms to verify that their users were all 16 years of age and older. And the more I think about it, the more I want to hug Josh Hawley. I think this might be an effective, effective piece of legislation for making sure that our kids get to stay kids for a while. There was a great article that um, popped up yesterday, and it had nothing to do with Josh Hawley's Mature Act being introduced, but it was about the impact that social media actually has on young minds. It's actually the 10 ways that social media affects young people. And one of the biggest things is that young people need social interaction, right? That's that's kind of the number one thing that young people need in order to figure out how to operate and function well in the world. But the main thing that social media does is it often traffics in the wrong kinds of social interaction, forcing young people to deal with different things like bullying in a way that they wouldn't otherwise, but it also isn't, it's that kind of dopamine reaction of getting instant gratification that also isn't effective for the young mind.
2: Users who would want to create accounts would need to provide their full legal name, date of birth, and a scan, image, or upload of a government-issued identification card uh, that verifies their name and birth date. Because I'm wondering immediately as we hear this, how do you how do you police this? Yeah. You know, how do you because right now, technically, is, am I right about this still, that Facebook, you're supposed to be 13 years old to use it. Oh, you are? Yeah. As, oh, I didn't know this. You're just supposed to be. Now, I mean, there's no real uh, way to police that. But there's always been an age limit on uh, uh, on, uh, on on
3: Facebook. Really? Yeah. This I am today years old learning that. I mean, I guess I mean I, Facebook came along way after I was thirteen, so I never had to pay attention to any age limits. But I can see I can see your face, John. Do you, is, do you feel like this is another way I, to just get more information? I think
5: Teresa Payton would, may think the same. The, the end game sounds like government issued national age verification card. That sounds like the end game. There, uh, I, I wouldn't be comfortable with that part of it.
2: Well, and, and to the Going point out. about uh, the, the, the 13 years old, uh, you could make the argument that <laughs> no one under 13 wants to be on Facebook. <laughs>
3: That's true. <laughs> they
2: want to be on Instagram and TikTok. And
3: well, Actually, no one under 30, really. It, well, Maybe yeah. 40. Maybe 40. <laughs>
2: Oh, it, it is it's uh, kind of
3: our parents social media network.
2: Yeah. So but, but but Facebook and I just verified it while we were talking there, because, yeah, it is Facebook requires everybody to be at least 13 years old before they can create an account. And in uh, some jurisdictions, the age limit may be higher. Uh, be that as it may, what what he's talking about, Senator Hawley here is uh, across the board, mm-hmm. age 16. Now, think about this for a second. Um, if you because you could also come at it and say, should they should they not have a phone until they're 16? But well, yeah. But if you took social media off of your average teen's phone right now, would they care about the phone at all outside of that?
3: Right, because I feel like all the, the young people I see on their phones, they are glued to TikTok. Mm-hmm. They're glued to the, the algorithm of TikTok videos. But there are video games. So here's, here's where you've got to really look into the thick weeds of this particular mature act, the thick weeds, not the thin ones. Um, In the weeds. Yeah. Hashtag, now that, hashtag Tony Marina. Now that video games are interactive with other people where you can chat with people while right. playing video games, would this include that? Because is that considered social media as well? So if you took those video games and social media platforms off of phones, yeah, I don't know. I think the only thing that teenagers would be using them for is text messaging. So maybe maybe we also only give our teens um, and young uh, preteens flip phones because you can still text on a flip phone. It's harder, but you can text on them.
2: I think what you are are saying uh, to boil it down to generics is, uh, should the internet be available on the phone outside of social media? Right. Because right. texting, yes, but if you took the if you took uh, online access off of it, that would obviously mean that the social media accounts wouldn't work. But other stuff like uh, you know, I know this almost sounds antiquated in, in today's terms, but uh, actually going to websites. Yeah. You know uh, everything ultimately is powered. Apps are powered by all of that technology. If you yeah. don't have the Wi-Fi, if you don't have the, the, the data streaming into that phone, then they really can't do much. And again, back to the question of if you took all those things away, would most kids want anything to do with a phone?
3: Would they want the phone at all? Because they don't use the phone for what the phone was use, was invented for. The original phone was for talking. You never see young people talking on phones unless they're talking to their parents.
2: 704-570-1110. You want to weigh in on this? Do you like what uh, Senator Hawley wants to do in Missouri? Uh, required that uh, you have to be age 16 or above to be on social media, to have an account, to participate. And participate's a loose word because we all know that uh, it's not about having an account per se. It's about having access.
3: Yes, and what that does to the young mind.
2: And we have some information on that, too, as yes. well today. Uh, which will sort of figure into what your opinion of this might be. <music> News Talk 1110 WBT, Bowen and Beth, on a Friday morning, Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri has introduced a bill that would ban all people under the age of 16 from using social media.
3: He has l- launched or introduced the MATURE Act, which stands for Making Age Verification Technology Uniform, Robust, and Effective. And it would require social media companies to not allow a person to make an account unless the platform itself verifies that that user is at least 16.
2: What do you think about this? Seven zero four Let's go to the hotline. Welcome Chris to Good Morning BT. Hi, Chris.
3: Good morning. Good morning. How we all doing? We're great. We hope you're doing great.
10: I'm doing awesome. But uh, I hear what y'all are talking about. But I've got a son that's 30, and he'll post videos on TikTok. But uh, they're a sport, a certain type of sport, and he has about 200,000 followers. And he'll make anywhere from 50 to maybe $200 a day on his videos. What? And that's how they pay for their uh, child daycare
3: Wow But he's he's How old though? You said he's 30 he, He's 30 But he has a
10: master's degree And all that kind of stuff So this is just something That he does Because he, he enjoys it And daycare costs $65 a day
3: Yeah
10: And so they'll use that money To pay for that For their uh, child daycare
3: So are you thinking That Chris's main users Are people under the age of 16 Who are watching his videos And, and paying for his daycare?
0: yes ah
10: so you're saying that i don't know ma- if they're under 16 or not it's just it's a certain type of sports uh i don't want to give it away because i don't want to know i'm calling ah! <laughs> <But> if, if, <laughs> if, so if, they're not bad videos they're just funny videos yeah. like a, a mistake somebody did in a certain sport but nobody's getting hurt but it, he, that's how he makes he makes that day child daycare money like
3: sports bloopers
10: yes but i do believe that social media for the younger kids is out of control.
3: Mm-hmm.
10: Most definitely.
2: Well, um, look, I, I know that because uh, I was wondering where you were going with that. Because your son is twice the age of uh, of this limit, yeah. but, but but you're talking about uh, the 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 kids that partake in the they thing do, that's there's. making him money. So, and and, and yep. I, I see what you're saying. You're making this is stuff that's uh, innocuous. It's not stuff that would. Uh, you know, that would be addictive, but but by the same oh, token. Yeah. So, all right, man. Well, thanks for calling, Chris. We appreciate it. Have a nice yeah. weekend. We're talking about, uh, as Beth said, the Mature Act. Uh, this is Josh Hawley as a U.S. Senator who's uh, wanting to uh, have users create an account that would, uh, they need to provide their full legal name, date of birth, a scan, image, or upload of a government-issued ID that verifies their name and birth date. This all to use Social media on your phone. So
3: you would need basically a driver's license, yeah. a driver's license to end up um, getting on social media. Now, one of the one of the big arguments about having young people not use social media, you know, before a certain age, is all about brain development. And there was this great article that popped up yesterday about the reasons why social media. I- I- isn't necessarily an effective tool for young people. And one of the main reasons, listen to this, adolescence is a developmentally vulnerable period when teens crave social rewards without the ability to restrain themselves. And that's because as children enter puberty, the areas of the brain associated with our craving for social rewards, such as visibility, attention, and positive feedback from peers tend to develop well before the bits of the brain involved in our ability to inhibit our own behavior and resist temptation. So what social media is doing is feeding that newly developed part of the brain craving the social attention and causing you know, all kinds of negative impacts and reactions to that without young people having the ability yet to tell themselves to turn it off. They don't. They, their brains haven't physically developed yet.
2: Well, and our last caller, like I, I, I get what he's saying. The, the the stuff that his older son is producing, uh, that's being watched
3: that, mainly by young people. That's
2: being watched mainly by young people is not. Uh, uh, Bad content per se, but it is, but any any content, that's the whole point of what you're talking about. Uh, kids that are of this age that we're speaking of, the brains aren't fully formed yet. Uh, they're more prone to fall into addictive cycles, mm-hmm. and, and it really, uh, it's, in, in some cases, it's not uh, what they're watching, but how often they're watching.
3: And how often they're posting their own content because they're craving the likes and the attention without the ability to resist it.
2: Rhonda let's get Rhonda in here real quick 704-570-1110 good morning Rhonda
3: good morning
2: what you got
11: I just say get kids off social media teach them how to hunt fish grow their own vegetables and then let them get into social media after they're 16 years old they need to learn how to survive in this world
3: Yeah, let them on social media. If they want to be, after they learn to hunt and fish and, like, go creek walking and catch crawdads, who wants to be (laughs) on social media? I want to be out in the woods. They're not introduced to the outdoors like
2: longer. Right. I think we're losing, Rhonda. Your phone is is, uh, clicking out on us. So thanks for calling. You know, go kill your dinner, then you can get on Facebook.
3: (laughs) If you want to. (laughs) Yes. Who would want to after you've been out in the woods all day?
2: Yeah, you know, you don't want to read about other people doing it. You're a doer.
3: Yeah, get out and do it yourself.
2: 704-570-1110. Again, we're talking about Josh Hawley, senator from Missouri, uh, introducing a bill that would would mean that uh, you'd have to be 16 to uh, use social media. (laughs)
3: Who would not want to spend a morning in Paris, right? Well, WBT invites you to join the Isabella Sanders Foundation for a morning of Parisian fashion, flowers, food, and family to benefit pediatric cancer. It's on March 7th at Carmel Country Club. I will actually be there to attend the event and to emcee the event that morning, so please come out and join me. Proceeds from the breakfast event will impact a global pediatric cancer program at Levine Children's Hospital bringing new treatments and hope to children fighting rare cancers. And you can purchase your tickets today at IsabellaSantosFoundation.org. Come out and say Hello.
2: And we'll have much more on this coming up on the Tuesday show.
3: Yes, Erin Santos will be joining us to talk about the Isabella Santos Foundation. Isabella was her daughter, um, and to also talk about how the money that's raised has really impacted Living Chil- Children's Hospital.
2: All right, we're talking about uh, Josh Hawley in Missouri proposing a ban on social media for kids under 16. This bill is called the Making Age Verification Technology Uniform, Robust, and Effective Act, a.k.a. the Mature Act, like I said, requiring social media companies to not allow a person to make an account unless that platform verifies that the user is 16 years old. They go further to say users who want to create accounts would need to provide a full legal name, date of birth, and a scan, image, or upload of a government-issued identification that verifies their name and birth date. We have loaded lines here. People want to talk about this. So let's go to Todd on line four. Todd, welcome to Good Morning, BT.
12: Yeah, um, it's a great idea, but it's not going to work. These kids are just going to say they're from another country.
3: Oh, well, because oh, I mean, it's, it's a global technology.
12: Right. And they already get by like the age thing by just changing their birth date.
3: Well, and like I was
2: saying earlier, uh, technically Facebook has an age limit. It always has. It's age 13. But there are plenty of ways to get on Facebook without actually uh, being the user of that account. There, I agree with you completely, Todd. The first thing I thought of was, okay, let me count the ways that kids will figure out how to get around this because they do that better than we do.
3: Well, and he pointed out this is a this is a United States. Proposed act. Facebook is everywhere, so you're right. A kid could just say, "Well, you know, I'm from I'm from Switzerland."
2: All right, Todd. Thank you very much. Uh, that's Todd, and this is <laughs> Joe on line two. Joe, welcome to WBT.
6: Yes, sir. One thing that hasn't been brought up is what is the responsibility of parents? Mm. This I I have high respect for the senator, and I you know I'm. A, I'm in favor of it to a degree, but some discussion needs to be held about taking the responsibility and authority away from parents. you see what's happening with school boards and uh, some places putting uh, pornography and other things, uh, grooming uh, young kids for trans? This, I'm afraid of giving the authority to the government even more. I'd like to hear more discussion.
3: So you want parents to, to be more involved in their children's social media activity and behavior?
6: Yes. This, take, this takes the authority and responsibility away. And one of the things happening to young people today is the government is, is, the, is in charge of everything.
2: I think we lost him. There he goes. News Talk 1110 WBT on a Friday morning. We're asking you, what do you think about a 16 year old age limit uh, in order to use social media? And we were talking earlier. I mean, social media, um, that's that hits a lot of things. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all the ones your kids love. And then there's the side argument about, okay, if you take all of those off. Uh, what about internet access? Because it's it's the it's the data, it's the Wi-Fi that plugs and and fuels all these things. Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, it makes, making our uh, cell phones little computers. Our listener Kenny pointed out that. We have age limits for certain content for things like movies, so why is it any different for something like social media, especially things like TikTok, because they're video-based. How is it any different than putting ratings and age limits on movies? Um, I'm going to go back to an article that also came out that isn't in, it, it, it doesn't tie in directly to the Mature Act, which is Senator Josh Hawley's um, bill that he's introducing, but it is about social media and the impact that it has on young minds. It's a, it's a really great article. Uh, one of the things Things that 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 this um, psychological expert says is dangerous for young people is that likes on social media, which young people crave, and they don't know how not to crave it, can make bad behavior look good. So if somebody behaves badly, posts a TikTok, and they get tons and tons of attention and tons of positive reinforcement, and the young mind hasn't yet developed enough to be able to resist that kind of, of, of reinforcement, that that behavior then becomes a behavior that is acceptable, mm-hmm. like bullying or fighting or you know, all of these um, videos that we've seen posted and go viral on TikTok of of young people being verbally and physically attacked in school hallways, on school buses, and that this, the the likes on those videos, the quote-unquote likes on those videos, make that behavior palatable to young people.
2: 741 on WBT. Roger, you're on Good Morning BT. Got some thoughts on this. What's going on, Roger?
13: Yeah, just real quick. Um, If you take the full information of a 16-year-old to verify that they need to set up an account, now their full information is available online for a hacker.
3: Yep. That's you're, true. You're 100% just, right.
13: Yeah, it was just a simple point. But, I mean, if they're going to make full verification of it, now you've got 16 years old exposed to anybody that can get a hold of
3: them. Yep. I mean, I think we go back to Joe's comment that, you know, parents need to, to be really responsible for what their their young people are doing on their social media accounts. Um, And you hope that parents are, but what happens for the the parents who are kind of like, meh, and then they're, you know— their five-year-old is watching TikTok videos. Well, and
2: I think that sort of speaks to uh, uh, one of the issues here. Is, uh, what Kenny brought up the part about uh, the movie ratings. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there are kids that will find a way to get into an R-rated movie. However, a kid can't walk up to the box office and, and buy be given a ticket. a ticket and buy a ticket to an R-rated movie. You're not going to keep everybody out. But uh, the problem now with a lot of social media is, as I was saying earlier, is um, it doesn't matter who's whose the phone is. It doesn't matter uh, whose account it's under. Kids will find, if if a kid finds a way to a phone and and, and starts using somebody else's account, Mm -hmm. there aren't checks and balances in there or a rating system that's going to prevent that person from watching. Right. The ease of use, I think, is what we're getting to here to a point. So accessible. I don't know that I'm saying that I think, uh, I, I don't know where I come down on this, because it's one of those topics that the more I talk about it, the more I see both sides of it. Right. You can see all of the issues that go along with this. I just keep thinking of that uh, that disclaimer in front of the HBO movie. Yeah. HBO will show this only at night. <laughs> Charlotte's most beloved, John Hancock, back in the house in the 9 o'clock hour, coming up at 8.20... The return of Sean O'Connell from Cinemablend.com. And there's a lot to talk to Sean about today. Not only do we have uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, the next big Marvel movie opening up in theaters today, but Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis, an update on his health. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you know this, but uh, Sean O'Connell is in the middle of writing a a book about Bruce Willis's career.
3: Yeah, and this is all as this, and he has this uncanny ability to begin writing books before the, the 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 book subject becomes um, a news story. He's done that with all of his books.
2: You're exactly right. Sean has, and, and by the way, uh, what we're talking about with Bruce Willis uh, diagnosed with uh, frontotemporal dementia yesterday. Uh, not necessarily a surprise uh, because his health has been deteriorating, but um, it's a sad update on his health. Mm. But anyway, and, and what do you mean by what you're saying? Uh, he was writing a Spider-Man book in the middle of that the the Spider-Man Multiverse when all three collided. Spider-Man characters collided in that movie was the biggest movie of the year. Uh he ended up writing a story about uh, the the Zack Snyder Justice League movie that uh basically a, a groundswell of media uh, of social media support made got it released. Actually it happened. And and he's writing a book about it right in the middle of it. So right. he's had to basically stop and he's going to have to do this with Bruce Willis as well, stop in the middle and adjust things because of what the the current news cycle uh is is offering. And uh, anyway, Sean O'Connell coming up at 8.20. I also got to talk to him about the uh, the Batman trailer the other night in the Super Bowl, which I cannot stop watching. Uh, Michael Keaton. I'm telling you, that's, yeah. the, that's the only movie I need to see this year. He's our Batman. That's yes, right. That's exactly right. All right. Uh, I got to get to this. We got to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Now, you and I didn't hear this live because, I don't know, we're doing a radio show at the same time. Right, right. CNN has a morning show on their network.
3: Mm-hmm has been revamped this year.
2: With Don Lemon. Yep. Poppy Harlow is uh, one of the other hosts. Mm -hmm. So uh, you're going to hear a clip here from their show yesterday. They're talking about Nikki Haley because Nikki Haley a few days ago uh, made that comment that has gotten so much attention uh, about requiring mental acuity tests for politicians over the age of 75. She said that in her her, uh, her campaign speech, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people talking about this. So, of course, they were yesterday. Listen to this, Don Lemon and Poppy Harlow, and I think there's one other anchor on the set, but Don Lemon was talking about Nikki Haley uh, and this comment that she made.
13: This whole talk about age makes me uncomfortable. I think that, I think it's the wrong road to go down. She says people, you know, politicians or something are not in their prime. Nikki Haley isn't in her prime, sorry. When a woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s and maybe 40s. What do you that's not ac- wait. I, that's not according to me. Prime for what? Uh, it depends, I and mean, it's just like prime. If you look it up, it'll. Say, if you look, if you Google, when is a woman in her prime? It'll say 20s, 30s, and 40s. I don't necessarily. 40s. so
1: oh, I got i I agree
13: with that. So I think she has to be careful <laughs> about saying that. You know, politicians aren't in their I think prime. you need to age qualify.
0: Age. Are you talking about prime for like I mean, childbearing? I mean, don't, don't shoot about the
13: messenger. Just say president. what the facts are. Google it. Everybody at home. When is a woman in her prime? It says 20s, 30s, and 40s. And I'm just saying Nikki Haley should be careful about saying that politicians are not in their prime and they need to be in their prime when they serve because she wouldn't be in her prime, according to Google know, Google, or whatever it is. Google or whatever it is.
3: Uh, so he was talking to Poppy Harlow and Caitlin Collins. Okay. She's the other. Uh, the other – Woman on the set as Don Lemon is 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 uttering these words: twenties, thirties, and maybe forties. Maybe, <laughs> maybe forties. He says, "Just and Google it, it folks." And, I am. And then Poppy Lit. Poppy
2: Harlow was trying to uh, say, uh, qualify it, so You're talking about child rearing, child bearing, rearing, childbearing. and he's and, and you heard him. He he doubled down and basically said just across the board, a woman's in her prime, twenties, uh, thirties, maybe forties.
3: I mean, it's a it's um it is just reiterating the 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 sexist notion that women aren't useful after a certain age, and he's basically that was how so many women felt, and, and including Poppy Harlow and Caitlin Collins in the moment that he said it, and then was so smug about it in saying Google it. But he did um, not. This is not a a but that I'm in. in, He did reference it online yesterday. He made it worse. Uh, He did make it worse. Here was what he tweeted out. The reference I made to a woman's quote prime this morning was here are his words in artful. And irrelevant, as colleagues and loved ones have pointed out, and I regret it. A woman's age doesn't define her either personally or professionally. I have countless women in my life who prove that every day. Now, I would absolutely say a woman's age does not define her professionally or personally. Um, but I feel like he didn't know that I'm until sorry, he got but, called
2: out. But, but did you really hear anything after the word inartful? That's basically saying I didn't say it the right way. Right. It is not saying that I didn't mean it. At least that's the way I interpret it.
3: Uh. It. it, it yeah. I mean. I. I have so much trouble. It is. It is very difficult. If you look at our world, including media, um, there are tons and tons of um, male actors and male anchors who are considered sexy or who considered handsome past a certain age and. Women are degraded past a certain age. They're they're no longer considered sexy, no longer called beautiful. Um, there is a, there is something that's wrong with uh, the culture of what it feels like as a woman to age, where we don't. I mean, look at the plastic surgery industry. We don't promote women aging gracefully and call that beautiful. Enough. We need to do it more. And when people like Don Lemon say that women are only in their prime, in their 20s, 30s, and 40s, that's hugely problematic to all of us as women who consider ourselves incredibly relevant past a certain age. I was
5: thinking, what if it were 2016 and that were a package they had just viewed about Hillary? Yeah. And the story comes back, would he say something similar? Right. Would he say
3: that she is no longer in her prime?
5: Well, uh, to wrap this up here, I got to tell you what Nikki Haley said yesterday. I (laughs) know.
3: Stand up, Mike. Drop for Nikki Haley. Read this.
2: This is Nikki Haley's tweet in response yesterday. To be clear, I am not calling for competency tests for sexist middle-aged CNN anchors, only for people who make our laws and are 75 plus.
4: Welcome back to Atlanta Fulton County Stadium where the stage is set for game six of this fall classic and for what could be the last picture show of this 1992 World Series. We turn it over to Sean McDonough and Tim McCarver, Mr. Saturday Night and uh, Mr. Baseball fellas. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you Pat and good evening everyone. Welcome to game six of the World Series with Toronto leading three games to two. The scenario is just about the same as it was for Game 5. The Blue Jays still one win away from their first World Championship, and Atlanta still in a do-or-die situation. But certainly with Atlanta's win in Game 5, there's a lot more pressure on the Toronto Blue Jays as the
10: series returns to Atlanta. And it was here on their home field that the Braves took Game 1. So this, Damon Barry 1992,
2: 1992 Sean McDonough, and as you heard at the ends of Zoki's newsca- or sportscast, Tim McCarver, dead at the age of 81.
13: Sprague sprang off the bench to hit a two run pinch home run off of Jeff Reardon as Toronto wins five to four. In game three of Toronto Candy so Maldonado's
2: I hear that voice Jim Zoki I mean so many people listening uh, hear Tim McCarver and it's like the, the voice of part of their childhood I mean he called so many games uh, that was actually on CBS which people forget that uh, CBS ever had the World Series but they did in the very uh, early part of the 90s and then of course Fox took over and, and you had NBC and ABC in there but Fox once they took the mantle uh, they paired uh, Tim uh, Tim McCarver uh, with Joe Buck mm-hmm. and and that's been the way it was up until until just recently, uh, when when John Smoltz took over, but Tim McCarver, talk about uh, you know the soundtrack of of
4: many people's uh, formative years as sports fans. And you think that as you said, generation grew up with him as an announcer. Another generation grew up with him as a 21 year Major League Baseball catcher, two time yep. All Star, uh, two time World Series winner in his playing career, and then goes on to this long baseball career altogether 60 years in baseball. He's in the Baseball Hall of Fame as an announcer. Uh, he did 24 World Series. With three different networks, the fact that he had that kind of carryover uh, as well, and when I think of Tim McCarver, I just think of just the uh, just the knowledge, kind of almost like that uh, college professor (laughs) in baseball that would really analyze the game. I heard Joe Buck talking as I was listening to uh, radio driving in this morning about you know Joe Buck, the son of Jack Buck, was twenty seven when he was doing the World Series, and he said how he felt like you know being the son of a broadcaster. People are going to say, hey, you're just in there because your dad was somebody. Right. And he said how Tim McCarver, this great baseball player, put him at ease and would acknowledge baseball commentary that he would do to kind of, you know, make him feel like he belonged doing something like that. So uh, it's uh, sad to hear uh, the passing of Tim McCarver at the age of 81.
3: What you want is that's what you want in a broadcasting partner. I think that's what makes the best broadcasters great is they want the people around them to succeed as well. And you don't let your partner fall. You know, mm-hmm. that's, what, that's what communication, great communication is all about. Take your ego out of it and just be a good communicator mm-hmm. and let everybody around you succeed as well.
2: Went into the Hall of Fame as a Cardinal. And uh, interesting there, uh, you mentioned Joe Buck. Well, uh, in 1991, a lot of people remember when the Braves made that run to the World Series in 1991 and ultimately played the, the uh, Minnesota Twins on CBS for that one season. Uh, Because I played the clip there from 92 when Sean McDonough was on there. But in 1991, it was Tim McCarver and Jack Buck on TV. Jack Buck did one round for them, and so you had Tim McCarver sort of speaking to Zoki's point about uh, uh, being gracious and accepting the next generation. Uh, Tim McCarver had, had done uh, you know baseball at the highest level with Jack Buck. Then you turn around and you find yourself on Fox a few years later with Joe Buck, and, uh, and, and people know Jack Buck was, was just one of the – he's on the Mount Rushmore of, of – uh, The of Kirk Gibson
4: home run. Yeah, call. yeah.
2: I don't believe what I, I just, just saw. saw. <laughs> yeah, from 1988. So – uh, and, and, and look, on a side note, you also can't think of Tim McCarver and not think of Deion Sanders. Remember that back in 1992? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if you watch the Deion Sanders 30 for 30, they chronicle this. It's 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 from Deion's point of view. I'll I'll, I'll put that out there. But there was this rift in 1992 when Dion Sanders... Was doing uh, baseball and football. Mm-hmm. He was playing for the Falcons and he was playing for the Braves. And there were a lot of people uh, that did not like, including Tim McCarver, that Dion uh, sort of took the team, the Braves, on a wild goose chase by uh, flying to wherever the Falcons were playing and then flying back to wherever Atlanta was playing. Meanwhile, the Falcons were in the regular season. The Braves were in a high stakes playoff situation in the World Series. And uh, you know, Tim McCarver made a comment that that was. Didn't didn't like it. And then uh, in the I think it was the uh, the NL pennant that they won in the locker room. Dion went and searched out Tim McCarver, who was doing interviews for uh, the network and poured ice ice water on his head mm-hmm. from a, from, from a I cooler. Remember, yeah. I remember. Yeah. I remember that. Tim McCarver saying, oh, big man, Dion, something to that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if you watch the 30 for 30, they never reconciled. Uh, There was never any uh, Tim McCarver wasn't interested in it if it wasn't public. And I think Dion wanted to have a conversation, but not necessarily in front of everybody. And so uh, unless it happened that I don't know about very, very recently, that that 30 for 30 was made about five years ago. And uh, look, that's a small footnote on Tim McCarver. But when you tell the Tim McCarver
4: story, there's a lot to it. That's another thing that people remember. Mm -hmm. No, it was a big moment. And. uh, uh, something you think back upon and go, you to, the details get fuzzy as to why did Dion do all that? Yeah, what was that, going on? So you said why. I thought it was maybe a comedy made on the air or so forth. Uh, I didn't realize it was about the travel uh, portion because Dion played for, the, I think, the Yankees and the Reds and the Braves, a couple of different organizations, and obviously was uh, one of the best cornerbacks in the league and was uh, you know, good enough to play in the major leagues, which is saying something. Uh, baseball wise, but Tim McCarvergan had a long playing career and probably uh, viewed uh, the loyalty to the sport a little bit different than Dion did.
3: That's gotta be a weird feeling for for Dion. I, I think it would be hard to have to, to lose anyone that you've had a rift with that was never reconciled.
4: Especially now that he's older. I yeah. mean you think back about younger Dion versus now he's coaching in Colorado, right. you know, he's in more of a, a leadership role, probably would probably take that one back is my guess. Yeah. The conqueror.
0: He will burn the world to find you.
12: On February 17th, if you want to stop what's coming, better hurry, Ant-Man. I don't care who this guy is. This
13: is my fight. I'm coming for you. You think you can beat me? I am Kane!
7: BOSP Quantumania, rated PG-13, February 17th. Get tickets now.
11: No words exchanged, no time to exchange. You and I, the little ants are marching.
14: Red and black and tender
1: waving. They all do it the same.
2: They all do it the same. Well, you know, any excuse, get a little Dave Matthews in there. It's genius. <laughs> Answer marching, marching, and they're hoping that you're going to march to theaters, and we bring on our good buddy Sean O'Connell, CinemaBlend.com, managing editor and well-known author as well. He joins us fresh off a a book tour uh, on the West Coast most recently, right?
12: Uh, West Coast coming up. Okay, visited, coming up, sorry. Uh, Washington, D.C., and, of course, Charlotte, uh, back in February. And listen, well played on the ants marching. <laughs>
3: right.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, look, it's uh, this is the most anticipated Marvel movie in quite a while. Wouldn't you say that? Quantumania, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania opens up in theaters today.
1: Yeah,
12: anticipated uh, because it's finally going to start after uh, the Phase 4 that Marvel just went through where they introduced a ton of new characters, they're going to start laying the groundwork for what the next big story is. And it's going to focus on uh, this character, Kang, who's played by Jonathan Majors, who's this incredibly uh, talented new actor who's been showing up at a bunch of different things. He's about to become the um, antagonist in Creed Three, He's going to go up against Michael B. Jordan as well, too. Just a terrific actor. And I, I just want to let people know that like the reaction to Ant-Man and the Wasp uh, from critics so far... And coming out of the world premiere, has been very mixed. People seem ready to kind of turn on Marvel and dismiss it for all of its CGI overload. But I don't get the negativity to this one. Like, I can understand why sometimes people are are a little on the fence about whether they work or not. But I had a ton of fun with this. I thought it was really creative. It's Marvel trying out science fiction, kind of the way that they do with the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. It feels close to, like, early Star Wars in terms of, like, introducing uh, new alien races and and foreign environments that that Ant-Man is able to explore. I thought Paul Rudd was a lot
3: of fun. So you did see this. I love it.
12: Yeah, I thought it was great. I thought it was great.
3: Well, you know, and if you say it's great, then I'm all I'm all in. I'll 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 go see it. One of the um one of the big Hollywood headlines that we definitely wanted to talk to you about because you are currently um, not only are you headed to the West Coast for your current book, but you're working on a book about um, Die Hard, which is your favorite movie, and Bruce Willis. And Bruce Willis made headlines again today with the um, most recent diagnosis in his health with. Um, yeah. Uh, dementia talk to us about what this uh, w- w- what this means to you emotionally with someone who was so now close to bruce willis 's story but also what it means to the entertainment world
12: it 's so funny. my wife um, came home last night uh, yesterday from work and had heard the announcement and was visibly upset because she said something that really touched me. she said it feels like he 's part of our family now because every day she comes home, and I have a new Bruce Willis movie up on the the television screen because i'm just absorbing you know his body of work because i am i'm immersed in this project to sort of put this together it this is it's, it's horrible and and i mean i don't think it's going to get any better as we continue to go forward we're going to hear more details about the, the things that he's suffering through um and so yes what we first thought was um this aphasia and i, I think it's still some form of dysaphasia aphasia it has either evolved into this uh frontotemporal dementia and um you hear these horrible stories about people who have lost loved ones to this, and they talk about how painful it is to see them just completely, mm-hmm. you know, lose their mental faculties. And so, I, I like I said, I think the story is going to get worse before, it, you know, instead of getting any better for Bruce. And it's horrible because he's so, so young at 67, and you never want to see anybody go through this. But, you know, I go back and watch these old movies and see how vibrant he is and, and how driven by his personality and charisma he is. And I, I'd hate to see that fold from anybody, but especially from him.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Watch the Super Bowl. All of us in here did. I uh, thought it was a good game. Uh, I guess it was m- somewhere in the first quarter of the commercial break, and um, I missed a period of the rest of the Super Bowl that quarter because I was downstairs watching the rest of the trailer that started <laughs> like this. Want some help? <laughs>
12: You're, you are yeah I'm Batman
2: I Gotta tell you Sean. I don't care a thing about the flash. I don't care about The Flash at all. But now that The Flash is bringing back Michael Keaton, uh, the the best Batman of all time for my money, although I like Affleck, and he's in the movie too. But uh, we knew this was coming, but then we didn't know it was going to be displayed during the Super Bowl quite like that. Michael Keaton back. And not only that, but I made a point to put this on the the clip there, the Danny Elfman original Batman theme in all its glory I mean, you and I were texting about this. Uh, I, I cannot wait now.
12: No, I knew you'd be so excited. <laughs> Aside from maybe Jurassic uh, Jurassic Park, right? This has got to be up there with. Oh you, yeah, of the, course. The original Batman. Yes. So yeah, so not only to see Keaton back um, and to see him in the suit, but now thanks to the magic of CGI, he can move <laughs> like <laughs> like Batman. Uh, Because normally he's in that suit that's extremely stiff and his neck can barely even turn. And we're going to see him uh, in full-blown, you know, 2023 action set pieces. I'm lying if I say to you that a little bit of the wow factor is stolen from the fact that Spider-Man No Way Home just did this.
9: Mm -hmm. Uh, bringing
12: back all the previous Spider-Men. And I know that this is for Batman fans now. It's going to be really cool to see how it works. But, but yeah, it's going to be really cool to see Michael Keaton back. And he... He loves trading on the fact that he was Batman, like all throughout, you know, he pops up all different places in his normal life and reminds people, hey, don't forget, I'm the best Batman that ever existed. So I think he's going to have a ton of fun with this role.
3: Well, he's not wrong. I mean, you know, anybody who's our age, when we think of Batman, we think of Michael Keaton. All the others are just imposters.
12: (laughs) But well, there's they're building on what he laid out, 100%.
2: But here's what I want to know as we uh, say goodbye here. Uh, I don't think they're done. I think Christian Bale's going to show up in this. Do you think? I do. And I think uh, if not, there, there's a rumor flying around this week. Flying around? See what I did there? Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a rumor flying around this week that uh, James Gunn shot down uh, that apparently George Clooney was going to show up in this. I, I'm not so high on that happening, but I, I think uh, I think they're going to. I think they've got one under their sleeve that they're not going to show us until you get surprised in the movie theater. That's if what,
3: George Clooney and Chris O'Donnell yeah. show up.
2: <laughs> so are you are you going to shoot that one down, Sean?
12: I'll take that bet,
2: Bo. Uh, really?
12: I'll bet you, I'll, I'll bet you that, that Christian Bale doesn't happen. You can come up with whatever the bet is. Okay. Whatever the bet is, I'll take the opposite, because right. I don't think Bale's getting back in that suit. Come on. But so we that'll... shall see. That's why we go to the movies and, and hope for surprises.
2: Well, if, you, if I had told you, what, five years ago, that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield and uh, the current Spider-Man would all join up, would you have believed me?
12: I wouldn't, and, right. and money changes a lot of minds.
2: That's exactly right. All right, so real quick, uh, you say thumbs up while some people say thumbs down to uh, Ant-Man
12: two enthusiastic thumbs up. Go oh. go into it and have a great time.
2: All right, uh, I'm going to imagine Sean O'Connell swooping off to this music. Have a great
12: weekend. Bye guys, take care. WBT.
2: Any excuse. Play a little Stevie Wonder, right Will? Hey. All right. I'm going to walk over for a second.
14: Music is a world within itself. With a language we all understand. <laughs> with an equal <laughs> of...
5: I could have helped. I didn't know yeah, what's we... going on. There we go. Now we're on. There we go.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome somebody to the studio that I've talked about before. And he's actually called the show before. He's emailed about, uh, I don't know, 80 times or so over the years. But uh, I've been looking forward to this day because I have a friend in the studio. And uh, as Zoki and, and Beth were saying off the air, I don't invite friends to the studio very often. But when I do, uh, it's for good reason. And this is my buddy, Will Timms, who is what I call uh, a WBT superfan.
1: Yay,
2: I know what a superfan is because I was one uh, at one point in time, but Will uh, is joining us right now. Will is blind, and when I first met Will, um, I wondered, because he used to text me all the time, or I'm sorry, email me, and he would talk about things that he noticed that we played. Not things that I said or bumped into the microphone necessarily, but things that I would play in the background. Yeah, because uh, that's sort of uh, that's what I've always loved about radio is not just what we say, but the nuances that you hear behind the scenes. It's why John Moore and I get along so well, because yep. we appreciate all the little tiny details that go into putting together a radio show. It's when I was a kid, I would listen. And that's what fascinated me about it. So I started getting emails from Will and he started noticing things. And I thought to myself, I didn't realize anybody else. Notice that like I want you to notice the songs that I play or things are here. But there are times when we're talking about stuff and I'll roll something in the background and it's kind of like if you get it. You get it, you know. Yeah. I'm not going to point it all out to you. Uh, Beth knows because sometimes we, we listen back to our show, and and John Moore or Zoki will say something that I missed the first time, uh, and I'll start laughing to myself. But I love like being married, <laughs> not listening to each other. Oh, I love goodness. I love layered radio like that. And so Will, you know, starts texting me about stuff, and then we'll get, you know, I, I find out that Will is a big fan of not just uh, radio, but stuff like this.
15: That made the day right there. Will looked so happy when you played that.
3: (laughs) I know. That was the biggest smile I've seen in this room. This is
15: WBT Charlotte, where all the best music comes to play. Or if uh, it's back
2: when I was a kid, where there's more going on for you. There you go. <laughs> now, we, uh, we don't have to
4: do a legal idea at the top of the hour now. We just had one.
2: Will uh, Timms is in studio with us. And, Will, tell us a little bit about yourself for those who don't know. I've, I've talked about you before. Um, you're a big Stevie Wonder fan. Yeah, to make, You've met Stevie Wonder. I did um we interviewed stevie wonder on another station one time and uh i, I gave you a copy of that interview a few years later because you were asking about it but you started uh corresponding with me and uh we uh had lunch a couple of times and we started talking during covid and i said i'd love to have you out to the studio but covid has made it right. impossible to it do helped. that uh, the way
15: we used to well now we, we can go. do it again so here you are today this is awesome uh just a legendary radio station, uh, 100 years old. Uh, not, many, not many, there are not many radio stations you can say that. Uh, but this is quite a special opportunity to come here and be here at this great colossus of the South. <laughs> oh, WBT.
3: Look at you! Now you are just—you're a, a huge radio fan, but it's also something that you're uh, interested in. You're how old? You're in your 20s. 21. 21. And yeah. is this something that you hope to uh, to grow into? That Absolutely, this, you aspire to be a Bo Thompson. Yeah, <laughs> something <laughs> like
15: that. that. Something like that <laughs> one day. Uh, but I'm not going to rush it. I'm going to take my time.
4: What are you doing at nine o'clock today? Uh,
15: <laughs> well, I'll, I'll be here when Hancock's coming in. Well, I've so. got a sportscast at nine o five. I don't really want to do. Oh, you don't? It. No, you okay? Can do it for me. <laughs> All right, we could we could see about that. Okay. We can see about that. We'll see how it goes. I yeah. think, uh, Beth, we need to find something else to do next hour, right? I know. Next yeah, hour, hour.
3: I, I feel like we could just leave you in here with Hancock. but and, and I and might I go could, and, maybe,
15: and maybe we could, like, talk up records. You just play jingles, and we'll do Like, we could change ABT's format for an hour. Just do like go back to the old days, playing music. It's called Flush the Format Friday. Right, right, yeah. I also no. love
3: that you call them records.
15: Yeah, well, that, well, that's what they were called back in the day, I man. I, I respect the history of that, even though I wasn't Will's an old soul, I think. He
3: is an old soul. I can feel it.
15: A young soul who likes old music, if you want to call it that, Well, too. and you play music as well. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I play with my church. I actually had a big deal, big thing this past week where I was playing in our sanctuary services across the morning for the first time. I actually played in our sanctuary on the piano, and uh, I've been doing the piano thing since five years old, collectively. Wow. Uh if there were one in this room, I would obviously play something for you guys. but We should have brought
3: a little Casio in for you.
15: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I know Bo would appreciate it if I played like Hornsby or something. Ah, <laughs> see, see. He even he knows know. your musical favorite. Oh, trust me, I'm, I'm all in.
3: You I might know, know him stuff. better than I do, Will.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, so um, I, I have Will's going to hang out with us until 10 a.m. this morning, and and he wanted to do. Honestly, what I did. The funny thing is, is the very first time I ever did it, Jim Zoki was here. He was oh, doing for Pete's s- sake. He though. was doing <laughs> sports.
4: No, but let me tell you, the very, hold, I remember that day like it was 1980.
3: Hold on, put your teeth back in. Sorry,
2: Jim. <laughs> <laughs> but when I when I was in high school, I came out here and and look, Mike Collins was doing the afternoons, and Mike allowed me to come out here and basically just stand in the corner and and mm. and and just soak it all up because that's all i wanted to do i didn't want to i just wanted to see and, and, and hear and understand how it all was made how the how the radio thing was made and i remember uh that first day i'm standing over in the corner and i literally stood there for three hours and zoki <laughs> comes in like the third hour and he stops and he goes you're still here <laughs> <laughs>
4: what bo's saying is i've always been a jerk and, it hasn't and, changed. And
2: Zoki walked in uh, at the beginning of the show today, and he said, "You're still here."
4: <laughs> so there you go, Will. I've
2: been uh, I've been hanging around here long enough. It, it, visually... I won't do
4: that to you, Will. I only
15: did that. <laughs> to it's all right. good. So both right.
2: stayed
4: three. You're just staying two hours. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's 30, true. Thirty years, years later.
2: Uh, so we're going to have our, our – Will wanted to see and hear and understand how it all happens with, uh, with all of our guests, John Hancock, and we had Sean O'Connell call in. And uh, so you're going to
15: be here for the rest of the show, and I'm excited about it. I'm that. excited, too. This is a big deal. And I hear we have a traffic sounder going, so I don't want to keep you all from the floor. <laughs> oh
3: my gosh. As a y'all. matter of fact, right, would
15: Will. you would you like me to uh, pass it to our reporter? Here? Yeah, I would it's like to traffic check with Mike Doan.
5: Well, thank you, Will. How about that? Sounds pretty good out there. <laughs> <laughs>
15: uh, 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 hey, you know? That Will on the piano I right hear? Yeah, right. Uh, tickling some ivories. Any chance
2: to play Bruce Hornsby? There you go. you got to take advantage of it. Bo Thompson, Jim Zoki, Beth Troutman, John Moore, Bernie Bowles, and my friend Will Timms, who is a guest
15: in the studio. Soon this to morning. be radio. Soon to be radio star. One day. <laughs> Will. Yeah, Will. I think I think the soon to be you can take that off of with it. Uh, Bruce Hornsby on the range on eleven ten WBT.
1: Hey, we, the, we just had, had a post. We just had a
2: phone call from uh, Cassidy Hooper, who uh, called us a few weeks ago, and uh, we got to know her during uh, the Keith Larson days, but Cassidy is a good friend of Will's. I've come to find out. Do you want to say hello to Cassidy? Because I know she's I would listening.
15: love to. I just saw a text. Cassidy, welcome to WBT. <laughs> she's not on the... Oh, she, she's not? She, no, she might call in.
2: I was okay. just saying, I know well, she's Well, either way,
15: uh, big shout out to you, Cassidy. I just saw your text come in, uh, and uh, I'm glad you're listening. Well, we're glad you're listening, too. Uh, Will's
2: going to be uh, hanging out with us until 10 a.m. this morning. I just saw Hancock walk by, so Hancock will be in here next hour. And uh, a couple of uh, odds and ends here. I, I, I sent this to uh, Beth uh, last night uh, amongst the uh, 70 texts that I send her every night uh, about things we're going to talk about and not talk about. But I saw this floating around on social media yesterday, and it, it resonated with me because my family has you know, a, a group chat. I have uh, some buddies that we go and, and uh, have a March Madness weekend every year. We have a group chat. <gasps> you they... have
3: a March Madness weekend?
2: Yeah. I'm li- you're going to be doing the show without me on that on the one particular day. What?
3: Do y'all ride together?
2: We y'all... do not ride together. Oh. But we watch basketball together. Together uh, in the same room? In the they, same room. But they don't talk during it. I was going to ask,
3: do you talk to each other? What do you talk about?
2: During commercial breaks. <laughs> but um, we're on a group chat. And the group chat is there all year long, so they'll they'll get going on the group chat. And I, I'm not. This will surprise nobody, but I, I'm not. I'm not a very voracious group chatter. What? I'm shocked Whoa. by this news. You don't
3: respond. <laughs> what to a the revelation! Group chat. I do
2: respond, but you all listening know. I know there are people out there that are part of group chats, and you get six or seven, eight people, and they get going, mm-hmm. and and you, we ha- we have one for the show. We do. <laughs> yeah, because okay. yeah. we going had we had it going last night. <laughs>
3: yeah. it was going last night. We even night. had a haiku
4: included. <laughs>
2: but don't don't you feel like don't you feel like sometimes that when a group chat gets going that you got to make sure you say something to acknowledge that the chat is happening, or else you seem yeah. like you're not
4: participating. Because we well, absolutely we're all. Good with the thumbs up here. Yes.
2: The yeah, I don't up. feel like no it's one's offended aggressive. by their thumbs up. No. So, this is the, uh, the, I don't know who the author of this is, but somebody just posted this last night and says, My dad seriously sent this to our family group group chat. I'm crying. He says, uh, I can't keep up with the pressure of always having to LOL or like or heart everybody's <laughs> random thoughts, pics, and amusements. For all future texts, I love them, laugh at them, or like them. Unless it's bad, then I dislike them in perpetuity. I can't live with this pressure. I'm out. <laughs> That's perfect.
3: I think that is the most fantastic response to a group chat yep. because I get lost. I've had to silence and mute some yep. group chats where yep. um, I'll, I'll look at my phone and I'll have 43 text messages and I can't figure out why because my phone didn't buzz. And it'll be from the group chat, of, chat of, people, usually, yeah, yep. the, of people talking back and forth. Um, which I will not do to you guys. I will not silence our group chat.
2: But you know what I mean, though. Like if uh, you you get some some of them that you partici- participate in. Now this group doesn't do this. We were having fun yesterday and and and, and trading texts, and then it sort of everybody goes about their way. I have one group, and they text and they text and they text to the point where if you're not paying attention, you've lost all the context. And you don't of even it. know
3: how to go far. You don't even know how far to go back to get back in.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Um that that so that's where this one hits me is 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 sometimes I feel like if I'm not constantly liking or acknowledging, then that makes me look like I'm not participating. The answer is I I, I I'm got something else going on. I'm doing a radio show or well, something. Well you're
3: texting me is probably what it is. <laughs> <That's true>. <laughs> <laughs> the, the so I think that this should work for everybody. I think we should all copy this down into our text messages, and we should actually use this. Because I love it, I like it, I'm amused by it. Unless it's negative, then I dislike it in perpetuity.
4: But if we all do this, we won't communicate anymore. <laughs> if we're all doing the same thing.
3: Until we're in the same <laughs> room together every morning. <laughs> now, and then we're forced to talk to each other face-to-face.
4: But we don't like that. We do have a phone call
2: now. Uh, 704-570-1110. Uh, Will, I'll give you one guess as to who this
15: is. Is this Cassie? Is this is Oh, my goodness. Welcome to WBT. How are you doing?
11: I am doing fantastic. And, Will, my brother, man, you are doing so good, man. Well, thank I love, you. you. You remind me of me when I was 12 years old and I was doing the uh, show with Keith.
15: Yeah, I, Keith. I remember those calls. I heard them. <laughs>
11: so much fun. It was so much fun. Um, I wanted to call in because you and I are very similar in our musical taste. Oh,
15: wow. I think I'm yes. learning something today.
11: Yep. I'm tw- well, I'm a little bit older than you, Yeah. but not by much. We're only a few years older than—I'm uh, only a few years older than you. Okay. I'm only 26. I'll be 27 a month from tomorrow. Yeah. But you and I are very similar when it comes to our musical tastes and radio. I've always wanted to do radio. Of course, I'm, I went to school for worship, but I'm still thinking about doing radio at the same time.
2: Hey, Cassidy, uh, you just said, uh, I've always wanted to do radio. Uh, can yeah. you do me a favor and not say that again? Because if you keep saying that, then all the rest of us here, like John and and Jim and Beth and Bo, we're we're gonna—they're not gonna need us anymore.
3: Right, they're gonna <laughs> hire you and Will. Oh,
15: stop <laughs> it. That's
3: Will the, and Cassidy that's in the our morning. Plan. <laughs> I
2: think we're all part of the master plan here. <laughs> we just hired our own. It's like instead of
4: AIs, the listeners are taking over. <laughs> exactly, they're taking our jobs from us. <laughs> I mean, this
2: is actually perfect, though. I mean, uh, we always, I say this quite often, but we, we broadcast from this room every day, and we can't see who we're talking to, and then every once in a while we'll do a remote show. But today we have a celebrity like Will come in here, and he brings, he brings Cassidy, and, and look what we're doing. We're, all just, we're, we're sitting around listening.
3: Yeah, we're
11: like, listening to hey, you. Hey, Bo, yeah. I just want to remind you of something really quickly. <gasps> we can't see you either. <laughs> oh,
15: that wow. is true. That is very. She has a valid
2: point, Bo. This is true. <laughs> Well, Cassidy, uh, this is awesome. You know, there's only one thing left to do at this point. What's that? It's welcome John Hancock into the conversation. Hey. John. Hey. John hey. Hancock.
9: Hey.
13: Hi, John. I have a feeling I'm losing my Friday gig. <laughs> <laughs> <Yep. Yes. laughs> We've already lost our Monday through Thursday gigs. So.
2: This is John's last segment on WBT. And Bo's and Beth's and Zoki's and everybody else in the room, John and Bernie. uh, We're going to have to find something to do next hour. Mm -hmm. Uh, Seriously, though, Cassidy, uh, it's so great that you called in, and I know Will really appreciates it. Yeah, I really do. Thank you. You have a great weekend. weekend. And uh, we'll have to have both of you in here sometime. Hey, that'd be cool. All right, we have an hour to go. Charlotte's Most Beloved ahead. It is. Uh, it's. I love Fridays. You never know what's coming around the bend.
3: It's Yay, because John Hancock's here. Friday? Mm-hmm. That's
2: right, that's right. All right, stay with us. Back to the News Center momentarily.
0: Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between.
1: John Hancock, WBT, keeping you in touch.
15: Welcome to the Will Timms Hour. On 1110 WBT with Charlotte's most beloved is my uh, guest here, John Hancock. <laughs> How you doing, John? I'm uh, I I'm well. Finally, to get a
13: professional in here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, thank you. I I clapped to that. <laughs> I On was just listening to him talk to Beth, and I was thinking to myself, he's got a great radio voice. Yeah. You t- you don't talk from your throat; you talk from your
15: diaphragm. On the station that keeps you in touch, 1110 and 99.3 WBT. If we want to be more modern day, you know, with the times, you know. <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah, FM and AM. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's
15: John Moore's favorite. Yeah. You remember this song, Will? I do. It's it's now that you play it, it's coming back to me now. I heard this on a tape somewhere just going through audio. That's right. Uh, this was actually a
2: song that uh, Jim Mosher, old buddy of mine who used to do a lot of music for the station,
15: yeah. made for Mike Collins back in the day. And he did... The one thing I won't ever forget is he actually did uh a... That song for the 80th anniversary. He did that clever song talking about all the shows at the time. That's right. And I, that still, I well, I don't have exact audio of that. It still makes me laugh. Oh, I
2: wonder who does. You do, (laughs) Bo. We'll we'll find it. Uh, This is
3: incredible, actually. His knowledge of all of the 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 history of WBT, but not just the history of the station itself, the history of the, the, the 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 talent, the jingles, the theme songs, the. The traffic beds, I, I, I'm, I'm blown away. He knows this industry better than do. Well, me. and
15: you know, the only thing with the traffic bed now is it doesn't have the the BT melody in there. It's a shame. They ought to bring that back one day. Yes, I've been
13: pushing for this for years. But it's okay. I was just going to say, going. boy, did you just hit a sore spot with Bo. <laughs>
15: well, hey, at least I can hear the drums, like the little drum beat. So that means it's time for traffic now. That's my cue.
2: Well, uh, if you're just tuning in right now wondering what's going on, let me uh, set the scene for you. Uh, we have Charlotte's Most Beloved, first and foremost, in the house on Friday morning. Was that Cassidy
13: Hooper you were talking to? That's exactly right. She's the most amazing person, one of the most amazing people I've ever met in my life. Yeah. Talk about overcoming obstacles. She is, uh, and a sweetheart to boot, but she's she is just amazing. This she just graduated incredible. college, did she not? Yeah.
2: Says so she's 27. Uh, she used to call Keith's show uh, and was and was in on Keith's show sometimes. I, Keith called her. I think he called her the amazing one. Yeah. If I remember correctly, um, but she listens to the show and she uh, called in when Will was here a few. Or Will was. Uh, we were talking about Will a few weeks ago, and uh, my buddy Will Thames is in studio with us today, and uh, he's going to be hanging out with us until 10. And it's Bo and Beth on a Friday, and a a lot to stuff, a lot of stuff to to catch up on. Um, and and then you walk in the room and say that. Uh, you
13: you not only know
2: uh, tim mccarver well, passed ne- away yesterday i
13: never met him face to face i re- i uh, interviewed him once by phone but tim mccarver is uh, my i don't know second third fourth fifth cousin uh i but the, the base of my family was uh, corsicana texas which is uh, between dallas and waco mm hmm And there was uh, the McCarver family was a very prominent family in Corsicana, Texas. They owned the uh, McCarver steam laundry, which was a huge deal. And um, so he and I were related in some way or another, and I interviewed him once here. And had a chance, and I and I said to him something about, uh, have you ever personally been to the McCarver Steam Laundry? And he, uh, I mean, there was silence for a minute, and he said, How did you know about that?
3: Oh my gosh! And I said,
13: You and I are probably. Sixth cousins or fifth cousins or something like that. You uh, should do
3: one of those um, 23andMe like DNA tests and find out how many really cool people you might be related to.
13: I've Susan gave me one of those for Christmas, um, and I, every now and then I'll. I, you got to subscribe to that after that, though. It's yeah. like you know, uh, prescribe. Use- so uh, I quit doing that, and uh, <laughs> and, and, and given uh, the way that my life, uh, the way that I lived my life in the 70s and the early 80s, I was really afraid uh, of, the res- <laughs> of the results. I didn't want a whole lot of people coming back uh, expecting Christmas presents.
5: <laughs> no surprises.
13: No
2: surprises. <laughs> well, um, we have Hancock in here today, and we have uh, lots of things to talk about. I, uh, I I've got... Some things I want to get to a little bit later this hour. We got big weekend coming up, but you know Tim McCarver is almost—he's kind of like John Madden in a way. You know, there's a generation that knows Tim McCarver as just the baseball announcer, and then of course uh, there's a generation that knows him as a player, kind of like Madden. And then you know there was a period of time where John, uh, where uh, Tim McCarver uh, was doing other stuff. He did the Olympics. Uh, with paula zahn on c b s as I remember the guy was and he had a uh, i think he had a a, a nighttime or a, a weekend talk show that he did on t v very versatile. Much more versatile than people think. We go on Letterman show a lot uh, when back when Dave Letterman was doing uh, late nights. So, uh, and, and I mentioned last hour about the Deion Sanders connection. That became kind of a thing of its own. I but, thought of that too yesterday. And I wonder if you know? I wonder if Dion will have anything to say about it, or if Dion, as Beth was pointing out, wishes that he could go back and not I do, do what he did. Because, he, you know, there's the thing where he poured the ice on the head of Tim McCarver back in those 1992 playoffs. And Although you
13: pointed out that uh, Dion tried to make a connection there and, uh, and uh, Tim was not interested in that.
9: If it weren't uh, you know, on the, air. The
13: same things with David Crosby. Graham Nash re- finally wrote a thing uh, uh, about, uh, Gray, uh, about uh, David uh, and said that, they had, uh, that, that Crosby had tried to call him and uh, he didn't get back to him in time. Uh, To me, that's letting yourself off the hook. So, um, and that's fine. It's none of my business anyway. But uh, um, for all the beautiful music and sound those two made. um,
3: Yeah. I just think it would be hard to not resolve something with someone you had a deep connection with at any
13: given point. You always think that you still have tomorrow.
3: Right. Which is why we need to say what we need to say today. I'll do
13: it, but I'll do it tomorrow.
3: Right. Right.
2: Well, and and uh, I just had someone in my life this past week, uh, uh, somebody I used to work with long ago, not here, but in a different circle, um, that passed away. And I thought, not, never in a million years did I think that I would not have a chance to see him again. Uh, but you're right. You never know. And so if you have uh, relationships or you have fences to mend, um, do, it, do it today. Yeah. Do it tomorrow. Make the phone call. You, you hear that, and it sounds cliche, but it really is true. Um, because you never do know. I mean, I, I, I you never know who the next day is going to be. Someone else um, that we have not touched on this week that passed away is Raquel Welch.
13: What does that name mean to you? Oh, I can't talk about that <laughs> on the air. That's <laughs> kind of what I figured you'd say. That would be like the Farrah Fawcett She. I was reading some stuff about her this week. She. Um, she kind of resented the fact that she... Was a sex symbol that nobody ever really took her seriously.
9: Mm-hmm.
13: Not in the way that she was. She wanted to be taken seriously as an actress, and uh, and uh, you couldn't get past the fact that she was, uh, she was, you know, her unbelievable uh, look.
0: Well, she had
3: this. There was a great moment on a talk show, I think, probably in the, the early '70s, where she said the hard thing about being a woman, especially the attention that she got, was at that time she could neither embrace. Being a sex symbol because that wasn't um, Considered appropriate But she also couldn't run away from it And so she was stuck in this kind of gray Area in the middle where she didn't know How to be or, or Where she could behave because she was Considered one thing but she couldn't Embrace that thing. It
13: was her road to stardom Yeah. But then on the Other hand she was um, um, Type typecast typecast that, uh, that. to that I have a friend down in Jacksonville And, and she posted that 1000 BC or whatever it is a poster that mm-hmm. everybody's seeing right now mm-hmm. and she just posted the picture and I wrote back to Kim and said Kim you look great <laughs> <laughs> uh, Good morning BT You're listening to News Talk 1110
1: WBT's 80th anniversary celebration <laughs> Five o'clock in the morning, and Charlotte's just waking up. Good morning. Good, good morning. Al Gardner is going to start your day along with your morning cup. Danny Fontana will make you rich, and Dr. Laura is a real big star. <laughs> and Rush is right. There's so much to do and see in Charlotte. <laughs> the Med Museum. The Coliseum. The bus station, too. For me and you. At three o'clock, it's spires and cracks. Sometimes they make you feel like you've got ants in your pants. They'll give you something to do when you're going nowhere. Sitting traffic pulling out your hair. WBT runs with Jerry V. Where'd you get that hair? At 8 o'clock, it's John Hancock. Unless there is a Hornets game. What moment he's fired, the next he is hired. We can't keep Hancock away. <laughs> Happy birthday. WBT Your eightieth birthday
3: for you and me twenty years ago. Almost
13: almost twenty-one now. I can't believe it's been that long. But you can't uh, either when you say eighty you think Oh, my gosh, that's... Now
2: that was put together oh. So back on the 80th anniversary We were joking about all the old WBT company songs The, the cheesy ones that we still play That they sound <laughs> so funny to hear today For and the s- record, I was never fired <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, so there's a guy, John, uh, Jim Mosher uh, Who I haven't talked to in years But uh, he's, watch,
13: he's, watch He still has a studio in East Spencer as far as I know I will hear from him today, I guarantee you I
3: really want to write one of these And uh, we need one for Good Morning BT
13: well, uh, Will
2: Timms, our, our our buddy was in the studio today, and he brought this up, and I knew I had it somewhere. But that is back on the 80th anniversary, uh, we had uh, Jim Mosher put together sort of like a parody one for what we what it would have been then. The, the sad thing is, is that that you know there are two guys in that in that jingle that aren't with us anymore. not uh, Jerry V. passed away this year, and uh, and and
13: Danny Fontana back in 2015. Yeah. So I keep on having to remind myself about Val Yeah, because it's, it's it just came so. F- out of the blue, he was like, We just run into him in the hall from an appearance over on FNZ. Yeah. Um,
2: so uh, it's kind of bittersweet when I listen to that that way, but then listening to it, it gives you a
13: snapshot of where we were uh, back in, in April of 2002. And they talk about me being on an eight, and that was after I quit and then came back, and they um, um, stuck me in at night and told me no chance for advancement ever, which I never have understood why you would ever. <laughs> To actually say that to somebody to anybody
9: yeah, hi, but hi. we were
13: talking earlier about mending bridges and i've had conversations with randall since then and randall was the reason that i quit here mm. but uh um so as far as i know if i check out tomorrow i am not leaving anything uh unsaid unsaid
3: i did that with a a news director that um that We didn't see eye to eye on things. And then, uh, you know, before he passed away, we ended up having a, a beautiful friendship. And I think that that's I think those things are important because you not only learn from them, you learn a lot about yourself, but you also kind of get that that kindness and the love back. He broke the
13: ice. He sent me a little pennant that had to have been from the 60s or something, old fashioned Estes Park, Colorado pennant. I mean, small uh, that he had picked up as a kid uh, when they visited my uh, my hometown, Aww. and he said I was uh, going through some boxes the other day and I found this, and he sent it to me, and uh, that caused me to pick up the phone and uh, call him. And then uh, up until that point, we had had no contact with each other. Wow, isn't that uh, lovely? And we just don't we just don't talk about <laughs> the fact that uh, we we had our differences. Differences, yeah. All right, big weekend is coming up here on
2: WBT. It's what we do on Fridays on the uh, Great Colossus of the South. Bo Thompson here, Beth Troutman here. I got one more before we hit the bottom of the hour before we will here. Ah,
15: ah. Yeah, I totally need to do that for you guys, for real, for real.
3: I can't wait Let's to hear that. Let's get the uh, grand pleasure.
15: piano in the studio, please. Be a resident, uh, resident
2: musician in studio. I isn't? think,
3: you know, if we write a jingle, Will can play
2: it. You can sing
3: it. I'll sing it. You have to sing there you it with go. me.
15: There you go. You don't want me to sing it with you. I <laughs> I've t- heard you sing it. There's a reason why I talk, not sing no, 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 that is true. He has sung on the air. Don't Thank try you. to deny it, Beth. Come exactly.
3: On. He can sing. Will
15: you're supposed to be on my team, Will.
3: What's that watermelon song? Uh-huh.
13: Big weekend presented by Watson Insurance. There's some
14: friends that I know living in this town, and I've come far to see. Guitar. Drop my key on the counter, rented a car. Gonna hook up with them later and go hit the bar. I need a big weekend. Kick got the dust. Yeah.
13: Adam Sandler's at the Spectrum Center tomorrow night. Uh, Cat Williams at Bojangles tonight on his 23 and Me uh, tour. Michael Jordan turns 60 years old today, celebrated by giving 10 million dollars to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. That's very cool. All-Star Weekend for the NBA starts this weekend. Waking up when that's over. And Tiger Woods birdied the first hole yesterday at the Genesis in- Invitational, which, by the way, was two years ago where he was when he got into the big uh, car wreck that uh, uh, pretty much uh, took his career away. And Speed Dating Night at RERAW at 7 uh, to 9 o'clock uh, is uh, going on. I think that's tonight. So you, you meet somebody, and then you fall in love, and you have an affair, and then you <laughs> dump them all in two hours, 7 to 9 o'clock.
14: travel, sleep anywhere, cross every- To declare, you can look back, but it's best not to stare. I need a big weekend, get up and dust yeah.
13: Although two hours sounds like a long, long time to be... You uh, <laughs> can actually get all that done faster than that. Um, Big Weekend presented by Watson Insurance Agency, protecting what's important since 1934. Boom of y'all, and all of that kind of stuff. Let me
14: run with you tonight. I'll take
13: you on a ride. So Michael Jordan is 60.
3: Yes, today. which is crazy to think about.
13: Just a kid. Yeah. Just
3: a little babe.
13: Just a kid. <laughs> a kid with a dream. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny how uh, 60 seems so young to me now. <laughs> yeah, it's a whippersnapper. Yeah. Uh, today, and as you said, the
2: All-Star Weekend begins. You know, it, it, the Super Bowl last weekend, and uh, now you have the NBA All-Star Weekend. You have uh, the, the Daytona 500. and um, I didn't even
13: mention Daytona. Yeah, that's on Sunday. I I think I'd rather watch the Daytona 500 than I would uh, most of the all-star events. Well, I wish the
2: all-star events were what they used to be. And I don't mean... Slam
13: dunk contest is a waste of your time.
2: Because no one, they don't compel any of the new stars to be in it. Why has LeBron never been in it? Why was, was, Kobe was in it one time. Uh, Vince Carter was, but I mean, there's some players that, Should be in that the way Jordan and Dominique and, uh, you know,
13: Dr. J. Do you know, I lost all. I mean, I don't have much interest in it. I'm not a big basketball fan. I follow sports, but I'm not a big basketball. When I found Steph was not going to be in the lineup, I lost all interest in
3: it. Well, yeah. You mean Steph's
13: not playing
2: in the game? Yeah, because he's injured. Yeah. Um, and Le- LeBron was injured until the other night, but I think he is going to play. But they're going to they're honor LeBron at halftime. This, the game's in Utah. They're going to Le- uh, uh, honor him at halftime because he just passed Kareem for the all-time scoring
13: title. Which is quite a feat.
2: Yeah. Un- unbelievable. wonder if Kareem's going to be there.
13: Well, I don't know, but as you well know, you, you saw him give him the basketball the other night when he run the re- that record. Kareem has always been uh, kind of a uh, introvert. Mm -hmm. and uh, for him to be there for that uh, was a very cool thing and and quite an honor for LeBron because Wilt
2: was as I I don't remember it um, I mean I remember I was alive when he broke the record from Wilt back in the 80s but he uh, that was a frosty relationship Wilt Chamberlain Chamberlain was not about uh, celebrating uh, Kareem when that happened but and I wondered for a while there whether Kareem would celebrate LeBron but he has in the end and You know, uh, and and like you say, I'm glad that happened because that's that's what you want to see when you have
13: uh, titans at the game pass like that.
3: You have to pass the baton.
13: Well, you were talking earlier about uh, people on the air that make the people around them better. Yes. Uh, And even if Abdul-Jabbar, in the privacy of his own moments, abhors the idea that he no longer has the record for him to uh, basically take the high road uh, and honor what will be. And you know the other guy that's in the argument about best ever, um, good for him. Yeah, yeah. That's what you're supposed to do.
3: Supposed to lift other people up.
13: Yeah. We were talking about
3: down.
2: people who passed away, uh, and we were mentioning obviously uh, Tim McCarver, and we talked about Raquel Welch earlier, and you were talking uh, off the air about somebody uh, that's, that's that's well known in the local community, but not so much. Uh, in the realms of the people you we were talking
13: about, but deserves mention today. People who went to the double door or they go to the Comet uh, certainly know the uh, Federal uh, Boys uh, Band and uh, the uh, Lenny Federal Band, and uh, one of the Federal brothers, Mark Federal, died of uh, brain cancer yesterday. Aww. So my condolences. He was a friend of mine on Facebook, uh, and he and I have exchanged messages back and forth uh, from Cain, but I don't know that I ever met him face to face. Uh, he's a good friend of Wendell Black's, I believe, uh, mm. Henry Bogan's uh, nighttime general manager. <laughs> um, but uh, my, my condolences to the Federal family and to his wife, who uh, he married in 2019. So oh. uh, um, I, I just really feel for them. But uh, Mark Federal was a uh, uh, good-looking guy and young i don't know what his age was but uh had gone through that uh, fight with brain cancer and uh, it's just uh, cancer sucks there's just uh, no two ways about it but it, it, the federal brothers are very well known around music circles in this town and uh, and I, I just feel terrible for the for the brothers and uh, and the whole family and frequenters of the double door in uh, i
2: saw this you came in and were mentioning it and i thought where did i see that and it was daniel coston who uh, is a well-known photographer around here? And uh, Daniel
13: probably shot the Federal Brothers a thousand times.
2: Yeah, he said, "R.I.P. Mark Federal. See you again someday at the Double Door Inn in the sky." Um, and that was posted uh, about beautiful. about 12 hours ago. So
13: Daniel Coston is uh, the uh, uh, the photographer of record, uh, mm-hmm. especially for music. Um, he's 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 really carved a niche out for himself. If Daniel shows up at your event, it's a big deal. Oh, and I've known him. I, I knew him when he was just a pain in the butt.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but
13: now he shows up. He showed up for my retirement, and he's uh, showed up at a number of things. And uh, he's he's all but documented the Avid Brothers' career. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, he's uh, uh Daniel's really. Uh, he's just made a position for himself. He is. He is, uh, especially from a music standpoint. He is. Uh, Uh, the photographer of record for all of that kind of stuff he's 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 shot everybody
2: i was in the middle of emceeing the 100th anniversary last year and i was i was never in the audience i was side stage because i was kind of bringing people on and off during that and at one point in time i looked over and sitting on the floor kind of crouched under one of the the seats trying to get a, a picture of what was happening on the stage was daniel and i thought
13: now I know this is all legit. This is an <laughs> event. He was four people away from me. I yeah. was sitting over on the side, and he had arrived late because he had like three other. He had events another to place shoot to be. That night.
2: Yeah. So, uh, so uh, R. I. P. Mark Federal and uh, Daniel Coston, If you're out there listening, I uh, hope you are doing well. He never t- Final stretch on a Friday here on WBT from the legendary Tide Boyd Studio. Bo Thompson, Beth Troutman, John Hancock in the house. Uh, John Moore and Bernie, and a uh, special guest with us, uh, my friend Will Timms, who is a longtime BT listener, and uh, he and I've been trading emails over the years and uh, break bread every once in a while. And uh, he's my fellow uh, jingle jingle freak.
15: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I was going to say,
13: I'm not predicting you're going anywhere, but you should will your laptop
15: to. <laughs> He should do that totally. I'm ready for that. <laughs> well,
2: Will, Will and I... Uh,
15: eventually, I'm going to need copies of those jingles for my own record.
2: We, uh, we appreciate good jingles like this. That's the old keeping you in touch jingle. Although, I have to say, Will, uh, my, you know, Mike Collins used to be in charge of all this when I was coming up. And Mike... Uh, he would let me sit in on these sessions where we'd choose the jingles, and then, then, uh, then one one year, Mike uh, sort of went a different way with the jingles, and I didn't like them so much anymore. Uh, and He had solo singers like this one.
1: News Talk 1110
3: WBT. Wow! <laughs> wow! John Moore. You I never heard one. that one, did you? I have not. <laughs> wow. Well, that was some passion. <laughs> yeah, you think? Well, some passion <laughs> yeah. in that voice. 1110. Right? WBT. I could tell totally oh, Hey, they have do. a little
15: soul in their voice. We'll yeah. give it to them there. That's I could
3: right. totally do those, guys. Uh,
2: apparently, uh, Beth Troutman was wrong about something yesterday.
3: Well, yeah, maybe. (laughs) And it was this time exactly yesterday. Don't you love
2: when I intro something that way? I do. I
3: really do love that. Um, (laughs) I was reading a headline yesterday from uh, a source called Platformer News, and the headline was, yes, Elon Musk created a special system for showing you all of his tweets first. And we talked about the fact that there were reports saying that he was upset that his tweet during the Super Bowl didn't get as many likes as he was hoping, and that he went in and had the algorithm changed at Twitter so that his tweets would come up first. This was the news report. Well, one of our listeners, and I love our listeners... Our listener, Mary Chapman, said, Beth, you need to correct the record of the anti-Elon Musk rant that you went on yesterday. I wasn't trying to be anti-Elon Musk. I was just, you know, upset that somebody might do this kind of thing. She uh, tweeted me his tweet. Elon Musk took to Twitter yesterday and said several major media sources... Incorrectly reported that my tweets were boosted above normal levels earlier this week. A review of my tweet likes and views over the past six months, especially as a ratio of followers, shows this to be false. We did have a bug that briefly caused replies to have the same prominence as primary tweets, but that has now been fixed. And then there are many different replies and rebuttals to other people replying to his tweet underneath it where he talks about which of his tweets in the past have gotten a lot of attention and that one of his most popular tweets was from years and years and years ago. So according to Elon Musk, news reports, including mine, although mine wasn't a news report, I was just reading one news report, I was wrong. I was wrong, according to Elon.
13: There's smart, and then there's Steve Jobs, and then there's uh, (laughs) Elon Musk, and then these guys think and, and react in a whole different... Talk about don't ever... Let anybody tell you, you can't. Right. Uh, these guys think of things uh, and somehow
3: or another uh, accomplish the impossible. Yeah, will them into being. No, I'm definitely not an anti-Elon Musk guy. Will, just... will
15: them into being will? You said will? Oh, yeah. We're going to will. I caught that. Yeah. Will, have you had fun here today? This has been just amazing, and I hope this isn't the last time. Oh, it won't be the last time. I'm because just going. I Because this has been the best experience of that i could have ever hoped for to come to this building this legendary radio station wbt charlotte like tie boy would say right that was that was well
3: done that actually was that it was very tie esque yeah
13: hancock any final words for our friend will here no i hope he uh, i hope he uh, continues because to have that kind of a passion for uh, for the radio business and i would none of us know where radio is going None of us know what radio is going to be in 20 years or how the delivery mechanism will work, or I imagine AM will probably be uh, obsolete in uh, 20 years, but uh, I, there's no reason to think FM would. They, you ask old broadcasters, um, would you go into the business today? And most of them say no. I say, yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. because there are so many branches off of broadcasting that, can, that you can get onto. So, you don't know where radio may take you. Yeah. Well, and look at Beth. Beth's done everything there is to do in this
2: media business. The one thing she hadn't done is radio. Turns out, in my opinion, that uh, she's best at radio (laughs) among all those other things because radio is what, radio is the venue that puts you in a position to do all the things that you're good at.
0: Well,
3: I would uh, I would argue that you, Bo, have actually been the, the 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 person who has allowed me to utilize radio in a way that 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 allows me to do all of the things that I enjoy doing, because you are one of those people that that Hancock was talking about. You are very um, keen on making sure that the people around you succeed. So you lift me up, my friend.
2: <laughs> and uh, hang on a second. Let's get... Chris, Chris, you're on News Talk 1110 WBT. Just enough time to do what you called to do.
1: <laughs>
15: Thank you, Chris.
2: Love you, Chris. Will, thanks for being here, buddy. We uh, we enjoyed having
15: you in studio, and we'll do it again. It was yeah. so I'll have to learn this piano riff that I'm hearing, the jazz thing there. Uh, well, this is, uh, this this is, is from o- Hancock. That's right. Uh, that's a Tom Petty piece, isn't it? That's not Tom Petty. Well, know. isn't that... It's something no, it he is did. Tom oh, it Petty. is Tom
2: Petty? <gasps> oh, Tom
15: look at that. It will. I stand corrected. It comes from a movie uh, soundtrack. All right, well, I can hear the bed's about to end, so we got to hit this right here at the end here. On WBT, y'all have a great weekend. The gang's back on Monday. Vince Coakley, next.